The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this with purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, coming to you live from the heart of Pirate Nation. Is that what he said? Clip Brock here with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a lovely Thursday. I'm in a good mood because I'm wearing shorts. That always puts a smile on my face. Chandler Honeycutt to my left also wearing shorts. Good call. We'll get an update on what CJ and Shirley are wearing momentarily. Welcome into the program. We are with you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville 104.1 and Washington. We're on 1250 930. You can find us online PR927FM.com and watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Subscribe to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. A lot of goodies there for you. All right, coming up on today's show, we will talk to East Carolina defensive coordinator Blake Harrell. He joins us coming up in about 20 minutes. We will talk about the season, talk about the bowl prep, and a little bit of everything with Blake Harrell coming up in about 20 minutes or so. Got that on the way at 4 o'clock. Finally, there will be some ECU athletics to talk about. The ECU women's basketball team plays tonight. The Joe Dooley's team plays on Friday, 1.30, against Liberty in Charlotte. So when we come on the air at 3 o'clock on Friday, we'll be watching the end of that game and hopefully celebrating a Pirate victory to kick off Pirate Radio Live on Friday. We'll break it down with Cy Seymour, color analyst on ESPN Plus. For ECU home games, he'll join us coming up at 4 o'clock. We'll open up the treasure chest in Hour 2. And you know what? We'll do it in Hour 3 as well. Treasure chest will open up coming up. Uh, in hour two at around 425 we'll do it again at around 525 ish here on the show today so two chances if you hadn't got in this year so far to win inside the treasure chest big man on campus jeff nadu will take a look at what's going on in the world of sports from a gambling perspective uh that's coming up in the uh, tail end of hour number two and then in the five o'clock hour bryce williams and touchdown tony collins It's going to be a big one uh, coming up in hour three of today's program. So we will uh, talk to Bryce and Tony. That should be a whole lot of fun coming up at five o'clock. So that is the list of guests on today's show. And uh, we have a lot of topics to hit and we will uh, do that momentarily. But let me welcome in Shirley Rhodes and also CJ Schaefer to the show. How are we doing over there on that side? What's up? Good, good. Shorts weather today. I'm wearing shorts as well. Good to hear. Yeah, he's wearing shorts. I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt and like sweatpants. Sicko. I'm a big fan of of the hoodie and shorts combo. So I'm wearing the hoodie as well. Nice. Well, see, the problem is is that it gets warm during the day, but then by the time we get off the air, it's dark and it starts getting cold again. Right. So I just kind of circumvent it all and just wear warm clothing. All right. Well, there is the thought process behind Shirley's wardrobe There is today. a method to my madness. Robert on Facebook Live says, we won the treasure chest last week on the last call. You don't come to Pirate Radio. You don't work at Pirate Radio. You don't interview a Pirate Radio with a weak voice. Ride it! <laughs> thanks for that robert get us fired up here to kick off a show with a loganism here on a thursday all right let's quickly get to the rundown because i want to save time for blake harrell here in hour number one uh look i i don't i don't 
I guess I'm okay at predictions, hot takes, that stuff. I'd certainly miss a lot, but I was right on this one, uh, as a lot of people were. Urban Meyer is gone. While most of us were sleeping, Urban Meyer was getting fired last night uh, as the head coach of the Jaguars. It comes hours after the story came out where Josh Lambeau, who I guess is the now former uh, Jags kicker, um, was kicked. He got kicked off the team. He got literally booted (laughs) from the roster by urban meyer a story came out that while the injured lambo was stretching on the field urban meyer kicked him called him a did he call him a dip bleep a dip bleep i love saying that that is a great phrase to say. i I heard uh jim rome say it about a thousand times today did he say bleep dip bleep dip bleep (laughs) (laughs) great uh great insult great thing to call somebody to try tonight a dip bleep and see how it goes yeah try give it a try (laughs) who plays thursday night football tonight we'll do it then uh tonight you've got a great matchup in the afc west chiefs at chargers i'm trying to figure out what side i'm on in that one leaning chargers leaning chargers will the man on fire gift continue uh man on fire took a hit no last longer. night oh did he yeah I didn't hear about this yeah but uh still simmering still the 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 pot is on the heat and the water it's not boiling but you know it's starting to it's still rippling mm. a little bit <laughs> a little bit a little bit uh urban meyer is gone shad khan uh said quote after deliberation over many weeks <laughs> and a thorough analysis of the entirety of urban's tenure with our team let's stop the sentence right there <laughs> so we're two and 11 on the field right you've got the reports of him calling his coach losers Repo- this is like some kind of saturday night live skit <laughs> so we reviewed the film we've re- we've made a pros and cons list of urban meyer let's start with the cons uh shad cons and you got calling losers though i don't know how true this stuff is it seems like when a snowball gets rolling on a guy just everybody piles on and every little thing that happens is magnified um so to read that he reportedly said his staff at bowling green was better than the staff with the jaguars he told his staff that by the way who hired the staff who brought in the guys it was urban meyer right he's questioning his own staff yeah who he wanted by the way you can buy his book on leadership right now his he has that yeah urban meyer's got a book on i think he's got two books let's see urban meyer this would be a great christmas gift for uh i don't know is your dad above the line lessons in leadership and life from a championship season wow so urban meyer uh you can get his book right now for like 13 bucks also there's a book called urban's way you can get for five bucks urban's way urban meyer the florida gators and his plan to win so those uh books are available right now this holiday season might go on sale after the latest news that came out so you've got all that stuff you've got the the girl grinding on him yeah he does what i've never heard another coach do and not travel home with his team instead staying behind to get grinded on Irvin meyer (laughs) (laughs) that's a good one chandler Um, on that one all day long he brought in tim tebow for some reason elite tight end jaguars legend not an elite tight end uh yeah i i still are there anything on the pros list 
He has tried to he got two wins. He has tried to kill Trevor Lawrence's pro career. <laughs> one in London, right? One out of the state. One out of the states. What Urban Meyer? Maybe he should coach in the World League mm-hmm. overseas. Yeah, that might be good for him. He's one of only what, like two or three coaches who have a win in multiple countries this year. Give him that. <laughs> wow, you we're, look, we're grasping for straws, right? His, uh, his agent. That's pretty good stuff, right there. <laughs> anyway, Shad Khan. Uh, we'll finish off his sentence. He said, "I'm bitterly disappointed to arrive at the conclusion that an immediate change is imperative for everyone." So, out goes Urban. I think that was a little too late <laughs> oh wow they did a whole timeline here on espn oh, wow. uh, hey, i forgot he hired the uh iowa strength coach that had been accused of making racist statements and bullying players uh he hired him got pushed back and had to get rid of him that was his first move as a coach by the way gracious so that was uh less than a month after he was hired uh let's see anything else oh apparently i read this too he admitted after the draft that he wanted to take Kadarius Tony, but the team took Travis Etienne in the first round instead. So that's what you want to hear if you're a player that just got drafted. The head coach wanted somebody else. That's uh, that's not good. So, yeah, the list goes on and on. Urban Meyer. Somebody made a good point. They wanted to see a 30-for-30 30 30 on Urban's Florida Gators because you had, of course, Tim Tebow. You had Aaron Hernandez. You had Cam Newton yeah was he there when everyone was there yes okay um cam was a big laptop guy right yep okay uh that happened at florida he uh he stole a laptop and then went he uh climbed up the window again and said i'm back (laughs) and took another one (laughs) um you got percy harvin remember how good percy harvin was yeah aka percy harvey uh with the vikings yeah but he had migraines he was also seemed like he always had a black cloud over his head too causing some drama but let's see there were some others too oh the dude that dropped the n-bomb eagles receiver oh uh Ken raleigh cooper cooper oh raleigh cooper i completely forgot about that they had, had a concert they had in <laughs> bomb guy hernandez <laughs> oh, like that would that not be a fascinating 30 for 30 all that group together mm. with urban meyer leading the way leadership in life <laughs> <laughs> wow so uh we'll see if any more urban meyer story hey he'll be back in college football you think so yep i think he'll be back um, he's back mike p says more like bourbon meyer because he'll have more time to get tanked at his bars hey <laughs> thank you uh once again we need to have a uh discussion with cj at some point cj what i do he's killing us buck scoreboard buck scoreboard what, what is so difficult about the buccaneer musical scoreboard it's in the same spot every day i just keep forgetting to change it yeah. i blame chandler he should be looking over nope me. that's not, not how we do it we blame you for typing it in we blamed chandler last week and uh, not this time we're blaming you all right uh any closing thoughts on urban wire urban fired urban fired baby that was your suggestion yep so he gets credit for that but i get credit for buck scoreboard who typed it me <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> I feel end of end of discussion. (laughs) I mean, that really is should be a lawyer asked and answered. (laughs) No further questions. I mean, I feel like that's the smoking gun right there. We're making a lot of Washington references today. (laughs) Uh, Shirley, one of our favorite. 
Uh, play-by-play announcers of all time is Todd Graffinini, formerly of Tulane. Great uh, friend of the show, guest of the show, listener of the show. Loves yes. the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Yeah, he Tunes listens to us all the time. New Orleans. So last night, there was a crazy sequence in the NBA game. Former Hornet. Devontae Graham? Yeah. Devontae Graham was involved. Shea... Gil- Gilgis Alexander? Say Gilgis Alexander. SGA? Two just wild shots back to back. We'll hear that momentarily because... Kind of controversial. Too. It reminded me of a graph call when he was here in Minji's. Not too excited on that one. And East Carolina tied the game late. Now, mind you, ECU went on to lose this game. But let's hear that one first. This is BJ Tyson hitting a shot to go into overtime. And Todd Graffinini sounds like he's got a. Uh, he's already tied the rope. He's standing on the chair and he's about to kick the chair out from underneath him. <laughs> Let's hear it, uh, Shirley. Barkley trying to get it in, trying to get it in. Throws a baseball pass. It's taken by Tyson, who throws up a prayer, and it goes in with .8 to go. I don't believe it. I do not believe what I just saw. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. He, I don't believe he believed it. He refused to believe what his eyes were seeing right in front of him. Did Number one hear, play on Sports Center was that. Yep. Did uh, Did you hear that Menji's crowd? Charlie, hit it one more time so we can hear that crowd pop. Barkley trying to get it in. This is not trying a full to get house, it in. Throws but a baseball pass. It's taken by Tyson, who throws up. A Great crowd pop. That puts a smile on my face. All right, so I play that I don't because it. you can cut it out. I played that because last night the Pelicans, by the way, Graf is the radio voice of the Pels now. Pelicans are on defense up by three. They're trying to foul. The dude actually they, does foul SGA. Yeah, they... Uh, but they didn't call it. They didn't call it. He did right. foul him, and they're probably glad that they didn't. So he hits a B.J. Tyson-ish miracle shot. You'll hear that first. And then the Pelicans have like one second to go the entire length of the court, throw up a prayer. Let's hear it all from last night. Giddy going to inbound it sideline left on the hash mark. Nikhil in his face. Giddy will float it into Shea. And he throws up a three. From 37 feet. Nothing but net. Temple was trying to foul him. They didn't call it. Inbound to Devontae. Three-quarter court. Good if it goes. He's flying! He banked it in! He banked it in! The Pelicans have won by the most improbable shot you can even think of. Back-to-back improbable shots. And the Pels win it 113-110, and they are running off the floor and getting the heck out of Dodge. <laughs> the heck out of Dodge! Graf goes once again. He's on that chair with the rope. <laughs> he he hit thirty seven feet. I he, love uh, I love the immediate. Where where do you get thirty seven from? Just out of thin air, thirty seven feet. Yeah, I don't know. I guess that's a guesstimate. And then uh, Devontae Graham goes three quarter court. I mean, banker. And uh, I don't believe it, it at the buzzer. I have I, it here 61 feet, longest game winning buzzer beater in NBA history. Last night, that shot, yes, wow. longest in history. Really, thank yep. you, uh, Stadboy. I got it. 
See what you lack in typing in correct things, you make up for in cool stats. All right, so we're even again. We're back even. You're back. We're doing our Urban Meyer pros and cons list okay. with CJ. Now, how about if I point out that OKC now has had the longest game-winning buzzer beater in history against them, and just about a month ago they lost by the most amount of points in NBA history by 70. The to the Memphis Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. It's a statistic you can look at. And then Chandler, Chandler says the team. Now they're just trying to one up each other. Oh no, we're a part of we're a part of the team. Y'all are the breaking the news boys. Yeah, I did just break that news, right? You didn't know that. Yep. See, look at that. The break that stat. A stat. The breaking the breaking stat boys. <laughs> uh good stuff. All right. Uh Hornets with a nice win last night Hornets, as well. Hornets, Hornets. It is a brutal night in college basketball tonight. Not a lot going on. We'll uh, talk about it with Jeff Nadeau later in the show. Only one top twenty five matchup, Duke taking on Appalachian State in Cameron Indoor Stadium. Shirley, before we go to break, fire up 40 bowls in 14 days real quick. We got a lot of making up to do here, so let's hit it. 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days, 14 days, 40 bowls in 14 days, oh my goodness. 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days, 14 days, 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days. Rock 40 bowls. 14 days. 40 bowls. 14 days. 40 bowls. 14 days. 40 bowls. 14 days. All right, we got a lot of these to make up. 40 bowls in 14 days. Let's go Christmas Eve, 8 o'clock, Clarence T.C. Ching Athletics Complex in Honolulu. It'll be Memphis versus Hawaii, and our guest picker today is Shirley Rhodes. Shirley, step up to the microphone. All All right. Memphis taking on Hawaii. Six and six versus six and seven. Tigers, Warriors. Are they still the Rainbow Warriors? I think so. Uh, I who, haven't heard anything different. No breaking news on that. Who do you got, Shirley? Christmas Eve. <sighs> First of all, we're thankful we don't have to do this pregame or postgame on Christmas Eve. No kidding. Thank you for that. Um, Memphis, Hawaii. Memphis, Hawaii. Need an answer. Hawaii. Okay, thank you. Shirley going with Hawaii, and that is how we play 40 bowls in 14 days. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back when we return. Oh, by the way, wanted to mention this. Former host of the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show has chimed in on Facebook Live. A former host? Yes. That could be several people, actually. Would you like to guess? Chris Stansberry. Chris Stansberry, guy I look up to a lot. Glad he's doing well. Says Urban's next book, 30 Ways to Get Fired in Six Months. That would, now that I would read. Just a 30 ways to get fired in six months and somehow still land another job and still somewhere land, else. And still make millions with another job coming millions. up in probably a year and a half, two years. Uh, Stan's good to hear from you, man. Let's, uh, John Moody tells me that they have dropped the rainbow. Oh, man. <laughs> to the. Okay, dismay. I want to change my pick. Oh, really? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. Uh, let's take a time out, come back. Blake Harrell joins us when we return after this.
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Treasure chest opening up in hours two and three on today's show. Real quick, CJ, thought of a pro in the Urban Meyer pro cons list. Just saw this, was reminded of it. Urban Meyer on the pro side was in an AEW pay-per-view. Because I just saw the clip of him, and the caption was, when you get fired at midnight on a Wednesday night, and it's a video clip of him saying, holy bleep, during the AEW pay-per-view. So there's one in the pros list. wasn't all bad. Um, This is all good. How about this? Do y'all like cool stuff? Of course. Do y'all like cool shirts? Yeah. Always. For our watching audience on YouTube and Facebook, you can see this bad boy. Oh, man. Dark green on the front. It's got the Pirate Radio logo. It's Army. Green. On the back, it's got Army green. I guess. Yeah, I would I would view that as kind of like an Army green. All right. I used to have little uh, figurines this color of the Army men. On the back, it's got this sweet, like, tattered flaggish thing with our logo involved in it. Um, this is an awesome shirt, and that's all I wanted to say. Well, people can have it. Wait, did no, you show the back of it? I don't think we should let people have it. Are you sure? I think we should only be able oh, to Oh, the have color it. is listed as military green. Military green. Military green. That wouldn't be smart for it to be army green, and we're going to the Naval Academy. All right. You know what? Let's let people, uh, let's let people they can get, get this shirt this clip. Monday, 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 December 20th at noon, we're going to have a Military Bowl edition of the UBE Pirate Preview. That show's coming up at 1 o'clock. At noon on Monday, you can get a new Pirate Radio Bowl shirt with a donation of $5 or more while supplies last starting at noon. That's right. An awesome Military Green, a Military Bowl Pirate Radio shirt for a donation of five dollars or more while supplies last starts noon on monday at ube pirate radio will be raising money for the youth villages holiday heroes program which helps provide holiday gifts to local children uh one o'clock jeff charles will be live at ube with a special military bowl preview a lot of guests coming up on that show but for uh five dollars or more donation you can get this awesome new shirt i want to see the back again Oh, man. Oh, Terry. Oh, Terry. Uh, so that is coming up Monday. That is really cool. So uh, head out to UBE on Monday and get you an awesome shirt. Ah, oh, military. <laughs> well done, Chandler. All right, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live line. We got a nice run on guests going here. Had Dooley Kim McNeil on Tuesday. Had Mike Houston on Wednesday. Got Donnie K coming up on Friday. And right now... We'll talk to the defensive coordinator of the East Carolina Pirates, Blake Carroll. He joins us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Coach, appreciate your time. How you doing today? 
Doing great, Cliff. Appreciate you guys having me on. Yes, sir. And I uh, wanted to catch up with you now that the Pirates are in bowl preparation for Boston College and uh, getting ready for the military bowl coming up on the 27th of December. It's a 2.30 kickoff. We'll be with you 10.30 a.m. right here on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. And, Coach, talked about we, we've kind of mentioned that, you know, DJ Ford – uh, has been to a bowl game. The, the majority and just about all of this roster has not been to a bowl game. Yesterday, we brought it up with Coach Mike Houston that uh, this will be his first bowl game experience. So, how about you? I mean, you've been to postseason football at at all the different levels, but uh, will this be your first bowl game? Yeah, I've been, been to all different levels of, of postseason football, whether it's high school ball, Division Two, FCS, but uh, just the first opportunity for me to go play in a bowl game and uh, you know, really excited about it and excited to do it with this team. And as far as putting together a plan, it's a long layoff between your final game of the regular season, uh, December 27th. So how much did you, you reach out to people that have been, you know, in this situation and how much are you doing your own thing when it comes to game prep, not, you know, doing too much too soon, kind of fine-tuning all this since you're, you're going through it for the first time? Yeah, you're trying to exactly figure out what to navigate, how you need to go about your business. You know, when you're in the playoffs, whether it's FCS, Division Two, whatever it may be, it's it's right week to week, so it doesn't have a lot of change from the season. Here, you have a pretty almost a month layoff, and uh, you know you practice here and you practice there, and then you get back and you go at it again, and, and there's no real urgency until you get it closer to the game. Um, you know, from from your guys really because they're so far off. It's not no light at the end of the tunnel, but I think we get back on Monday. Or actually Sunday night they'll have a it'll be game week and there'll be a lot of urgency a lot of intent a lot of purpose there but you know just it's it's good to have that 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 break and that length of, of time to reach out to people and do a little self scouting see see um, you know what your tendencies are maybe how what the how's Boston College going to view us what they're going to look for in our weaknesses our strengths and just different things and some some guys that uh, have played them throughout the year some of their opponents that you know no guys in those those staffs so I've been able to talk to those guys and find out a little bit more information about Boston College. So it's been, it's been a good break, and it's been good for our guys just to kind of work their way through finals as well and focus on their academics. So uh, a lot of, of downtime is not necessarily a bad, time, you know, bad thing. It allows us to catch up in a lot of ways. Blake Harrell joining us. Blake, I always hear that these bowl game practices, this, this period between the end of the regular season and the bowl game, is so important to have for a program. It's something East Carolina hasn't had in a long time. So specifically as a defensive coordinator from your perspective, what makes this this really this month uh, so important for the future? Is it, you know, getting these young guys more looks uh, at practice? Is it just simply being around your team for another month where you, you maybe wouldn't if you weren't in a bowl game? What, what makes it so important to, to get to a bowl game so you get these practices? Well, I think there's several things. You know, the first, I just enjoy being around our guys and around our program and, and being a part of Pirate Nation. So it's good just to kind of extend the season, that part of the season out and, and being able to spend another you know few weeks a month with, with those uh, individuals and that be a part of that team. Um, but, you know, I think for the young guys, it's, it's extremely important. Just a few extra practices to develop their skills, you know, get another look at them and, and maybe evaluate some guys that you don't get to during the season, don't get a lot of snaps that may be on your scout team. So, Getting those guys in the routine and getting them some live snaps in practice, I think, certainly helps. For your older guys, it's a chance just to kind of review all the calls that you've been, you know, had throughout the different game plans throughout the year, whether it's, you know, from an early part in the season and you couldn't use it maybe the following week and maybe you pulled it back out. So it's a chance to go back and refresh all those things and um, those calls and those looks that you want to give an offense that you may maybe take into the game. 
Blake Carroll joining us, Blake, and, and I, it's year two for Blake Carroll. I usually say like year one and a half because you were uh, so behind the eight ball last year with with the COVID year. And and how you know how much did that kind of set you back in year one, coach? And then how much were you able to to make up for that with a full off season in twenty twenty one? You know how, how how behind were you, and now how ahead of the game are you with uh, with getting a full year with your guys? Well, I, I think just you know the fact we didn't have spring ball that first year, and you're getting to know know each of your players and their personalities and their strengths and weaknesses through through Zoom is really really tough, and it, it took a while to get that done. And, and now we we've, we've kind of pivoted, and uh, you know you're just around your your guys, and you've got a good feel for what they do really well. You know how they how they take what motivates them, you know, and, and where their strengths are, and what can help us go win ball games. And, and uh, make Pirate Nation proud. So it's, it's been a huge, huge deal just to have a, a normal year, so to speak, uh, and um, get back after this fall. And, and it's been a lot different than that first year, for sure. And uh, looking at some of the stats we've gone over all year long, the third down defense still remarkable for East Carolina this year, 14th nationally uh, on third down defense for East Carolina. I know that's something you take a lot of pride in, Coach, and, and that number has stayed pretty steady the entire year. Your team has been great uh, on third downs this season. Yeah, our, our money downs, as we call it, is uh, something our players take a lot of pride in, and our, our staff and our program takes a lot of pride in. So if we can we can win the mon- money down, the third down, we can get off the field and get the ball back to our offense, and uh, they've done a great job of that all year. It doesn't matter you know, who we're playing. Uh, Memphis, Cincinnati, you know, uh, South Carolina. It doesn't matter. They've done a great job just focusing on that, and, and they pay more attention to that game plan. Uh, part of the game plan, they probably do the rest of it, but just I think it's a mentality thing of just, hey, it's third and five, it's third and ten. You know, we got to do our job right here and make sure we get off the field. So really proud of our guys, just the, the focus they have and, and the attention to detail they have on third down and, and the mindset they have to get off the field right there and, and get the ball back to our offense. So, you know, we hopefully we can do that again against Boston College. They're a really good football team. And, you know, get you in third and medium, third and short. And, you know, that makes it a little tougher. So they've done a good job of just putting themselves in those situations. So we got to make sure we do a good job on first and second down, putting them in third down long situations, which plays in our favor. Blake Harrell joining us. Coach, I've really enjoyed Mondays here on Pirate Radio Live. We've been able to talk to some of the players on this team on the defensive side. We've gotten to know Bruce Bivens, Xavier Smith, DJ Ford. Uh, great group of guys there. And and I think through social media and interviews, fans uh, have really got to enjoy guys like Warren Saber, Miles Berry. They've become fan favorites and look it's nice to have talent on the field but it does seem like at the end of the day you got a a group of really good guys there and and that's got to help you right when when the guys are good guys when they get along that 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 kind of helps you out on the field doesn't it no no question you've got to experience some of those personalities that they're on mondays and you know every day i come to work is to get to be around those guys and i enjoy being around them whether it's you know warren miles you know deontay smith Xavier McGiver, just all the way through our roster is like that. You know, just individual guys that have a smile on their face, enjoy being here, enjoy being a pirate, and just a lot of fun to, to, to be with and be a part of. So that's been special, and that's, that's what makes winning fun. You know, and those guys have enjoyed it. They've embraced it and being around each other. And I, I think one of them said this the other day, you know, you don't care about who's on the other sideline. You care about playing for each other, and that's what's most important. It's, it's the love of your brother. It's the family atmosphere that they have and they've built. So that's been really special and a lot of fun as a coach. 
mentioned a few DBs there, and and we we got to see the uh, the emergence of Tegan Wilk this year. He's a lot of fun to watch back there. Uh, Malik Fleming had a good year, and of course Jaquan McMillan uh, getting all the headlines, well deserved. Had a fantastic year at cornerback, and uh, and and how good is he? How good is Jaquan McMillan? How good can he be, coach, as a cornerback? Maybe playing at the next level eventually. Yeah, Jaquan's a special, special player. I mean, he's. He's as good as I've ever been around, and I've been around guys that play at the next level. So uh, I certainly think he has those capabilities, and we want to try to keep him here as long as possible. You know, he's been on several All-American lists, and hopefully one day he'll st- his name will be on the stadium as well. But, you know, he- he's won us a lot of games. He won us the Marshall game, probably the Navy game, uh, Charleston Southern game. You can go on and on, make him play at the end of the game when the game's on the line that win you the game. So he- he's done that consistently throughout the year. And I told him in my mind, He's the best DB, best corner in the nation. So that's that's what matters, and that's what he's done for us as a program defensive. Speaking of uh, wanting to to be around here a long time, Coach, uh, we, we did something here. So you're you were a Brules Award um, on the watch list for the nation's best coordinator, and I, I kind of I put out on Twitter because uh, I didn't want other teams coming after you that. You know you're you're an overrated coach, um, so just don't even look our way. Blake Carroll needs to just stay at East Carolina forever. And some listeners and some people on Twitter jumped on board, and we started a, a smear campaign against you, coach. And I think you're uh, a little bit aware of this, but people were saying things like Blake Carroll uh, listens to Nickelback and. You know, Blake Carroll, uh, <laughs> just the, the most, uh, the, the funniest things we could think of. Uh, hopefully, I think you got the joke on that one, Coach. The point was, we want you to stay around here for a long time. Well, I, I certainly loved it. I got a good laugh out of it. <laughs> Definitely read a few of those. My, my brother actually called me the other day. He's like, hey, when you go go to Pirate Radio this Thursday, make sure you take your puppy with you because I don't think they they know that you like puppies. <laughs> That's right. Oh, Blake Carroll does not like puppies and, uh, yeah, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we love this place. It, it's been a family for us. My wife, she's she's very very comfortable here. My kids love it, so it's it's been good for us, and we're happy to be in Greenville. Coach, how did uh, Wednesday go for the defensive side? Uh, how did the Pirates get better on Wednesday on National Signing Day? Who uh, who are you excited about seeing in the future on the Purple and Gold? Yeah, sign, Signing Day was an awesome, you know, awesome for the Pirates as a whole, and uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball, we look to add some. Some guys that are, are playmakers, you know, had some length, had some speed, and I think we we checked the boxes in all those categories. So it was just a, a very big day, you know, from our local town with the Mims brothers, with CJ and Sandre. Uh, CJ being a you know the uh, senior high school that will do this as a freshman next year. I uh, had a really good year at West Craven High School, and his brother Sandre, who actually played in their stadium this year, will join us as a grad student from Charleston Southern, where he was all conference all American type player for them. So. Really excited about that, just local guys. And the other guy we had up front as a big body was uh, J.D. Lampley. Um, you know, J.D.'s from Rockingham at Richmond High School, Richmond County High School. Um, you know, he'd been on campus about a dozen times, and we offered him as a sophomore. I think we may be in his first offer, and he had several ACC and SEC offers after us. But he stuck with us, was very loyal to the Pirates, and uh, just a great family there. You know, dad was um, – I think he held the strikeout record in baseball you know division two baseball for he just got broken i think he held it for like 20 years mom's up in the uh, hall of fame there at Wingate. i think sister was a uh, you know state softball player of the year a couple of years ago so just a really very athletic family there but really really fired up by jd in our front there so uh the other guy we added up front was jamari on franklin 
from Lake City High School. Uh, he's six four, you know, two hundred twenty five pounds, and we we kind of hey, he's a guy that we want to be multiple on defense. We want to be versatile on defense. We want to be able to drop different guys in the coverage, bring different guys off the pass rush, and he's certainly one of those guys that can do that and will shrink some windows in this league and give some quarterbacks problems in this league. So very fired up about the front front guys we added and about the edge player we added there. Uh, and speaking of being multiple, doing different things, Coach, uh, I've asked uh, some of the players here leading up to the Military Bowl. You know, uh, on the offensive side, uh, I said, "Can you add some new wrinkles?" And they said, "Sure, we can. We're gonna we're gonna do what we do, but we can add a few things." The the defensive players said that you guys do so much already. There's not a lot more you can add. You can always tweak some things, but you really count on your guys to to know a lot, to be in the playbook, and to be able to react on the field. I know you ask a lot of them, and it's shown on the field that they are, they're doing what they're being told to do and, uh, and performing out there. We, we do. We, you know, th- those guys are awesome, just uh, different looks and different uh, things they can, they can cause an offense to do and, and, and give the different looks for an offense and cause confusion to the quarterback, for their old line, and for their coordinators. And it's, it's been uh, really special and good to us this year. And uh, we, we actually had a look this week, and and we're sitting in the meeting room. Bruce looked over at me and he said, uh, Bruce, Bruce Bruce said, hey, Coach, where, where do you get this stuff? What, 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 how did you come up with this? And I just laughed. <laughs> of course, you tell, tell them, uh, yeah, I, I stole this from the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right. They get all into it then. But, you know, that, not, not necessarily that's always the case. But uh, they, they're fired up. And I think that's good, too. To, like, you take a new little wrinkle, a new little look into each ball game, and I think that keeps your kids fresh as well, too. And, and, and of course, of uh, you know, a 13-game season, that adds up to a lot of different looks for an offense. Coach, it was a uh, a wild year with close games, and you were able to to win some of those against Marshall, against Charleston Southern, and uh, and Navy, and you know you lost a couple there with, with South Carolina going down to the wire, and uh, and UCF and Houston, but but the Memphis game goes to overtime. Memphis scores, they go for two, and it was awesome that Monday to to hear Bruce and and DJ and Xavier say. Yeah, we knew the play. We knew exactly what was coming. It was on us to to execute it, and you guys had worked on that play in practice. And and I'm curious, coach. You know how, like, what percentage of plays are the offense running out there in a game that you kind of know what's coming, but but it's up to you, to you to stop them. And you know they're trying to execute just like you are. How, how many times do you know what's coming uh, during a game uh, when you're you're playing out there? Well, well, first, I, I just give our players credit because it's attention to detail by those guys of just, hey, you know, looking at film, studying film, paying attention in practice, going through the looks that we give them, and just preparing themselves for game day so they can go be the best player they can. And like I tell them, okay, like, hey, if you know what's coming, it allows you to play that much faster and go make a play. And, and they've done that all year. And that was just one example there at the end of the Memphis game that showed up that, hey, they, they had a good feel for what was coming. I'd, I'd seen it earlier in the week. And, and just played really fast and made a play there and, and won us the ball game. So they've, they've done a, a great job of doing that, taking pride in that, and just really attention to detail. we got a, a bunch of guys that are high football IQ guys that allows you to you know give them a look one time, and, and they've seen it, and, and they're prepared for it on game day. And, man, uh, the following week, Owen Daffer hits the field goal, and I was very thankful for that, Coach, the night before on a Friday night. It was Air Force and somebody. I can't remember who they were playing, maybe Nevada, but – it went to that triple overtime, so they kept alternating two-point conversions. And all I could think about before that daffer kick was, man, if we get Navy on the two-yard line, 
and they just keep <laughs> running the option. That, that's a nightmare scenario. So I know you were glad Daffer hit that kick uh, in Annapolis. Yeah, Owen hit a huge kick there, and what a celebration by the Pirates. And, you know, I, you probably a little bit more worried than I was. I thought in the second half we made some adjustments that he was doing a really good job. But, you know, Owen sealed that thing off. We didn't have to worry about it, which made it really nice. And it was a big win for the Pirates. Yeah, and you don't have to see that option for another year. So that's a, a good thing, right? <laughs> that's right. Uh, when you look at, at BC, and, and I've talked to some people from their side, and, and you, you see that uniform, you think Boston College, you think defense, you think power running. I mean, they got some, you know, Andre Williams and, and A.J. Dillon running backs from the past there at Boston College. And, and I think that's the stereotype. Talking to some people from up there, they are, you know, a little bit different than that, especially when Dracovic plays. Uh, Jerk, uh, he's a, a difference maker at quarterback. When he's out of the game, it shows. When he's in the game, it shows. So, they, are they a little more maybe opened up than the the stereotypical BC we think about? Yeah, you, you may see them open up, and they have, certainly have that ability to do so. And, and they have different packages and different looks they can give you, where they can look like, you know, most of, most every team in our conference where they have eleven personnel on the field and spread you out and throw the ball around a little bit, you know. But they also have you know huge old linemen. They got two All Americans at center and guard. Uh, that are really good and come downhill, both, both grad students, draft pick type guys, uh, big tailbacks. So I also expect them just to get in there tight and those heavy personnels and, and run the ball right at us just thinking, hey, we're a little smaller American team that we're going to kind of power these guys and do what we do. And then, like you said, the quarterback's a really good player. Um, you know, he was hurt in the middle of the season. When, he, when he's been healthy, they're 4-2, and two, and he won a bunch of games last year. He just announced the other day, instead of going to draft, he's going to come back for another year so. You know, he, he'll be there, and they've got a really good receiver out wide and Dave Flowers. So they are a good football team offensively. You know, ball control, run the football, shoot, throw the play action deep down the field. So we certainly got our hands full with them. Looking forward to a great matchup. East Carolina and Boston College in the Military Bowl coming up December 27th, 2.30. Coach, uh, the other day, Tyler Sneed came in with a, a smirk on his face. Mike Houston was here yesterday. The first thing he said to me was, uh, how'd the uh, Washington football team do? They're, they're Cowboys fans, so they were rubbing it in that I'm a Washington fan. How about you? I know you don't get a lot of time to actually watch the games and be a fan, but when you're watching non-ECU football, are you kind of just following your old players? Do you have a team? How about your, your football watching habits? You, you know, I grew up a Falcons fan. It was before, hmm. uh, when I was young in the 80s, the Panthers weren't around. Yeah. And the Falcons were there, and they played in the old Fulton County Stadium. And, uh, you know, you go see a baseball game and a football game in the same same stadium. So that was kind of cool back then, I guess. Um, but then, you know, obviously when the 90s and the Panthers came around, started watching them. So those, those are really the two teams I would pull for in the league, just kind of pay, pay, pay attention to. Uh, but, it's you know, it's tough to be Falcons and Panthers fans every year. <laughs> Were you able to uh, to watch the Braves run to the World Series during this football season? Uh, yeah, that, that was awesome. Yeah. I've always been a – a Braves fan all my life. Sid Bream, Sid Bream days, <laughs> days. Yeah, you know it's it's been it's been great years, and uh, just to finally see them. You know when when the outfielder got hurt earlier in the year, and um, the center fielder there got hurt, yep. and I think Torrey's knee up or something. I, I thought they were done for. I didn't think they had a chance, and then they made that run uh, there in the playoffs, and just to see Atlanta, you know that just Atlanta had the curse for a little while. You know the Falcons, the twenty eight to three. Yeah. The, the Hawks can never get it going, so they've had that that curse, and, and the Braves uh, to make that run and, and bring that city together and just be special there. And it was really nice to see, and just just happy for that city. 
uh coach as we get ready for christmas i've been asking folks what was uh what what did blake harrell want to see under the tree back in the day when you were a kid was it something uh football sports related or what 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 were your uh all-time favorite christmas gifts yeah that's that's, that's a good question that's uh you know my mom was always good to us as kids and just like you said whether it was a, a glove or a basketball <laughs> you know was always excited to see those things but i think you know, some of the things we, we really enjoyed was like the, we had a little BB gun back in the day that we enjoyed. And, you know, that was kind of, we lived out in the country. So yeah. uh, it fit right in. We could shoot it just whatever direction we wanted to. And it was safe. So a little bit different now. I'm not sure. Coach Houston was talking about uh, Chris, Christmas in D.C. with the family, Coach. How about with your family? That's going to be a little different this year, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So we have a uh, all three girls. We have a nine-year-old, a five-year-old, and a four-year-old. And uh, when we told them, when we told them we we're going to D.C. and we'd be there for Christmas, of course the five and four year old they they could care less. You know they don't know what day of the week it is. But the nine year old looks at it, she goes, "I'm not going. I, I'm not going. I'll, I'll go to I'll go to G.T.'s. That's, I go to do Christmas at G.T.'s for Santa Claus there. I'm not going." To <laughs> so we had to explain to her like, "Ah, oh, no, it's okay. We'll still do Christmas in in the hotel." So. It's all worked out. She's excited about it now, but for a few days, she was upset about it. Good stuff. Uh, Blake Carroll joining us. So, uh, Coach, we got um, – I think the, the team is going to – you're going to let them get away and, and see their families before Christmas, before reconvening early next week and, and then heading off to D.C. So, I don't know. What, what's most important? We're sitting here on the 16th, games on the 27th. As you kind of finalize things for, for B.C., what do you want to get accomplished here this next uh, week in a few days? You know, I, I think just – going through the game plan again this morning, just make sure we don't, we're not putting too much on our guys. You know, I think that's a, that's the beauty of maybe a, a short week during the season is you, you kind of keep it simple. You keep it, you know, easy for your guys so they can go out and be successful. Sometimes when you have a bye week or a little bit longer period of time, like you do for a bowl game, you can stick too much in a package and ask, ask your guys to do too much and you're not having enough time to, to rep all that. And it's too much confusion and, you know, it makes them play slow. So we got to make sure we, we put them in the best situation possible, but, you know, just really enjoy the moment of from now to the 27th. I think tomorrow we get a couple guys defensively that are going to walk across the stage and, and get their diplomas and just yeah. excited excited to watch that and and be there for them and really proud of those guys. And, and then just each practice next week, I told I told Bruce the other day, I said, hey, we only get so many more times we get to meet together. And I said, you know, we can look around the room and we'll never be around the room again. Uh, you know, after after a few more weeks here, so we got to enjoy each day and enjoy each moment. And we get to D.C., we got to do the same thing. And just excited to get up there and spend time with these guys and be around them for Christmas. And, and, and they are family, and we all are. And it's, it's been uh, an awesome year and just ready to go cap it off with a, a uh, performance up in D.C. Yes, sir. Well, uh, it has been a great year. Congratulations on the success and, and getting East Carolina back to a bowl game. Folks, as you know, are fired up about that, Coach. Should be a lot of purple and gold in the stands there in Annapolis. So, looking forward to that, Coach. Thanks so much for your time. We'll let you get back to work. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you again down the road. Yeah, as always, appreciate you. Blake Harrell joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Pirates and Eagles coming up December 27th at the Military Bowl. Let's take a timeout, come back. We will wrap up hour number one here on Pirate Radio Live. Big hour two on tap. That includes Cy Seymour. The treasure chest opening up and the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. We're back with more on Pirate Radio Live after this.
listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Domino's of Greenville has three locations to take care of you. Take advantage of the week-long carry-out deal of all three topping pizzas for only $7.99. Order online today at dominoes.com. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. Alrighty, wrapping up hour number one. Uh, great chat with Blake Harrell. If you're just tuning in, missed it, you can actually watch it right now on YouTube as uh, we are live. But on YouTube, it kind of works like a DVR. You can rewind. Uh, it'll, of course, be archived on our Facebook page. You can download it in podcast form as well. Coming up Friday on the show, we'll talk to Donnie Kirkpatrick uh, right here on the program. I just. Uh, there's not a lot of people i and of course we'd all like to make more money and all that but i i I like my life i wouldn't trade my life with a lot of people you know what i'm saying um love my family got a cool job great work mates everything's great i'm loving it but i finally found one guy who i would trade my life for right now this instant and that man is John Toth. You know John Toth is? The center for the Washington football team. I forgot. You know all centers and long snappers. You have your database over there. Yep. So Washington has a major COVID outbreak, although maybe it's not as bad as it seems because I just read that a lot of the guys, it's more of a contact tracing deal and uh players are asymptomatic vaccinated all that stuff so maybe they'll get some guys back hopefully for the eagles if not i read today they have 40 players right now on their 53-man roster so that is not a good thing heading to the game against philadelphia but saw a tweet uh where washington is down to its fifth starting center and that man is john toth who doubles before i say this i'll say why do i want to change places with this guy and have his life he is living out two of my dreams currently playing for the washington football team and making money as a plus size model <laughs> a big and tall big boy big beautiful man model and uh seen some pictures of this guy handsome fellow he's a handsome gentleman and this picture i got does kind of make him look a little chubby a little fat but in the other ones he kind of looks like a regular dude. He's not like your typical, I guess, lean cut-up model, which makes him a plus-size model. Yeah. He's plus-size. When I saw your tweet, I thought it was just a regular dude. He is just a regular guy playing football on Sunday and taking pictures in long sleeve shirts on Monday. Living the dream. Plus size model would be a cool gig. You kind of, they're forgotten in the world. People don't think, hey, there's plus size models out there. Hey, but everybody uh, thinks of skinny. I buy clothes too. Ripped guys or nice, you know, looking females. I mean, there's guys like me and you, Clip, that go out there and make money and and make the cameras flash. We wear clothes too, right? We wear clothes. We don't run around naked. I want to see what that you know a, a big shirt would look like on me. I want to see what it looks like on another person. I think the next time, in fact, 
Well, we, we just advertised these awesome shirts that we're going to be giving away. Well, not necessarily giving away, but uh, they'll be at UBE next Monday. Maybe you should model that. <laughs> or any other pirate radio gear that we have coming out in the future well, I'll you say, have to model it i'll say this we have a large selection pun kind of intended on plus size models here at pirate radio that could model that shirt chandler you're not you've, you you're you're in good shape right now could be mm, better could be better cj you got an interesting body on you pal you've <laughs> I don't know, CJ. What. I'm I'm gonna apologize. For I really, you, well, for I, I haven't Clipper, said anything. You trying to seduce me? I said it's interesting because I don't know how to describe him, but he does. He's got a little bit of a beer thing going, beer gut, maybe. Yeah, a little bit. The big dog is big. I'm just saying, big dog's lost some weight. I'm gonna give it to him. He's still no little dog. Why well, don't call him the little Chihuahua? <laughs> All I'm saying is we got some some candidates for plus size models around here. Now F three King Ellerby obviously isn't one. No. Troy D has he's in good shape. No, Mark Washington's got him looking good. Yeah. So but there's still a few around here that He's doing yoga now. I, I, that's what I've been told. I love how everybody just tiptoed right around me. Why would we mention you? Every, everybody else. I ain't You're an you. actual model. You're not a plus size <laughs> model. You're an actual model. The day you I are so full of it, I, Chandler. The day I bring, I up, appreciate it, but you're so full of it. The day I bring up a woman and her size, big or small, is the day I die. So, not even not even into in it. the conversation. You're not even here. Talk to I the am, hand talk to the i am dead to you just talking about big boys that's about it all right uh chad says clip loves his family 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 thank you we can't we gotta stop drawing it out he says it very quick family family to me it sounds like family 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 Chad says, speaking of plus-size models, will there be fat boy sizes in the shirts on Monday? I will reach out to Ellerby and have that answer for you shortly. Uh, by the way, Shirley, take us to break. Good God Almighty. As we go, Clip, <laughs> I have got breaking news. Monday at noon, head to UBE. You can get this awesome Pirate Radio Military Bowl shirt. A donation of $5 or more. While supplies last, coming up Monday, beginning at noon o'clock. What is your breaking news? I have just got word from my staff here with the breaking news boys. He is back. Him being Isaiah Thomas. No, not the bad boy, but the five foot nine former star Husky at Washington. He will be signing with the Los Angeles Lakers, so he is back in the NBA. We'll be back after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Browning Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina for over 83 years. 
Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard in Greenville. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clip Brock. Heard the uh, Sam Jones ad coming back into the show. I did something almost sacrilege uh, the other night. My daughter wanted Sam Jones. She wanted mac and cheese and strawberry pudding from Sam Jones. Wow. So I said, I ate, and I was there, and I was like, I might as well get myself some Sam Jones. But I was not in the barbecue mood, which is pretty rare for me. Um, What did you get then? For the first time ever, I got a burger from Sam Jones. How was that? It was good. Hmm. Put some bacon on that B, and it was good with a side of mac and cheese. So uh, if you are looking for something different, not in the barbecue mood, and uh, are at Sam Jones, try the burger. I had like a, I can't remember if it was like a roasted chicken or like a grilled chicken, but it I've was had really good. It's got a yeah. turkey there that is just to yeah. die for. Yeah, I haven't tried <laughs> to the die tur- for. Okay then. Um, <laughs> Jesus, uh, their wings, I've said this before, taste like uh, like backyard barbecue wings, mm-hmm. like uh, right off the grill. Mm. So uh, anyway, there's your. I mean, when you Sam pull up to Sam Jones, they've got the you know the little building on the side you know with the smoking wood smells so good i mean you can't you can't can't even get out of your car at sam jones barbecue without just smelling the 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 goodness and you turn into a cartoon character following the smell you get it lifts you off your feet and you just just kind of float into the restaurant yeah all right let's uh Hey, we got basketball coming up tomorrow at 1.30. It'll be ECU taking on Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. And Cy Seymour is here to talk about it with us on today's edition of Pirate Radio Live. Cy, welcome back to the show. How you doing today, man? I'm doing great, man. It's always good to talk to. Big game coming up, so it's always fun. Yeah, and, and a fun one coming up, and it's uh, game one of a quadruple header, side uh, in Charlotte coming up on Friday. East Carolina will take on the Liberty Flames, and uh, I talked to Joe Dooley earlier in the week on the show, side, and this was, uh, to use a football term, a bye week for the Pirates with exams and able to get some practice in. I think most importantly, get guys healthy, because last time we saw this team on the court, Noah Alonzo frank brandon suggs went down uh and did not play in the second half but it sounds like those guys are going to be ready to roll uh coming up on friday yeah it, it was it was a, a needed rest for joe dooley's ball club and uh it looks like he'll be fully healthy going into a, a liberty team that's well coached and has a good tradition going over there so it's it, and it's on a neutral site it's a lot of good things going for ecu in that game and that it is a neutral site and you're healthy Last time we talked, Cy was heading into uh, last Tuesday night's game and another big one for Vance Jackson. And how about him being honored with AAC Player of the Week? And, you know, we we waited for a a Vance Jackson game. Now we've had two or three of them where he's been the high-scoring man and been the guy that we were excited to uh, see on the court for East Carolina. So uh, congratulations to Vance for being the AAC Player of the Week, hopefully the first of many for him, Cy. Well, I think if you're Coach Joe Dooley, you're saying this is a guy that can make us – he can put us in a different level or a different class. If he has big games, he can win big games for you. I mean, he's a six-nine guy that can step out and, and just shoot the basketball. He, he can hit five, six threes, 
And it's not luck. He's got a beautiful shot. But what I liked about Vance in the last game, he also was taking it inside and played, I thought, much stronger inside than he had been playing. Scored eight, had eight rebounds and played well. He, he's a talent. He's a four-star talent that it's good to see him gaining his confidence that he needs. And Joe Dooley's really working his team, I think, as good as anyone because he's got so many different pieces of the puzzle. He's got bigs. He's got in-betweens. And he's trying to see on that particular night what kind of team he has to have on the floor to win. And, and nobody's better than Joe Dooley at that. So he's done a good job with his ball club. And, side during the non-conference, you can experiment with, with lineups and, and put some different guys in, see what they got. And it looks like moving into conference play, still two non-conference games to go. But Joe has found his guys, found his rotation. As you said, depending on the matchup, he could go big, he could go small, he can do different things with the lineup. But it does look like, obviously, that, that Brandon Johnson and also uh, R.J. Felton are going to be a big part of what East Carolina does this year. They have worked themselves into the rotation and uh, are going to be counted on once we get to conference play? To me, uh, they have been the best surprise of all, both yeah. of them. They are, they are American conference athletes and they're only freshmen, and they already show it. I mean, Johnson's got great hands and he's six foot eight, and he is every bit of it. When you walk by him, it's not a, it's not a fluke. This kid is big, tall, and he's just – He's just beginning. He got cut as a sophomore in high school and so from the JV team. And then he grew and grew and grew. And by his senior year, he was player of the year up there in the Cap 8. I mean, he, he was a, a, in Raleigh. This kid's a really good player. And then he went Juco and came out in the summer and impressed everybody. He's a really good student. And so ECU was in a battle to get him. And, and ECU got him uh, over ODU. And, and he's, at, he's really a, a top-notch player. And R.J. Felton just has so much energy that it's unbelievable. You throw those two kids in with the other experienced guys, he's got depth and quality ball uh, ball players down the line. So it's a real good find for Joe Dooley. Cy Seymour joining us. Cy, the Pirates will probably be underdogs coming up on Friday when they take on Liberty. East Carolina has won every game this year where they've been a favorite and have lost the two games they've been underdogs to Davidson and to Oklahoma. And and I'll use Memphis as an example. On Tuesday night, Memphis is struggling, can't beat anybody. Penny's talking about the locker room issues, but they got up for that game against uh, Alabama and, and put it to the Crimson Tide. In, in college basketball, you play so many games you got travel you got stuff going on with your your girlfriend and exam side so it's hard to stay focused for 35 you know how many ever college games you play i'll give credit to ecu on this they have they haven't been upset this year they have uh taken every opponent the way they should they have taken care of business and and that's tough to do in college basketball side because we see not one but multiple upsets every night uh, across the country no doubt about it. And you look at Oklahoma, they, they beat ECU by five points in a, in a dogfight game. Both teams look evenly matched. Then then you look turn around, and they're playing number 10 Arkansas. I'm talking about Oklahoma, and they beat, about, they beat uh, Arkansas by 15. <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of year it is. And then you look at Hardaway's team. Uh, I was watching film of it, and it was just unbelievable. I, watched, I had recorded and watched it, never watched it again on the recording. I mean, they're, they're, they've just got players. And never forget this. Sitting over there is Larry Brown. And I'm telling you, when, you, when you're my age, you know guys. He's a guy. Now, he's a guy that can get it done. He's a great uh, four coach. 
and he will make that team better every year. Now, don't get me wrong, Hardaway's a good coach, gets it out of him, but Larry Brown is special, and he's lucky to have him. He's a, he's a tremendous asset to that Memphis ball club, and they showed it last night. I mean, they just really put it on. An Alabama team that just crushed Gonzaga at the, at the in Seattle. Yeah. It, it, it's that crazy. It is, uh, and that's what makes it so much fun night in and night out. East Carolina taking on Liberty coming up. Uh, early start time side will be uh, 1.30 on Friday. Then they'll play a noon game. Uh, you'll have to get up early for that one coming up next Tuesday. I talked to Joe Dooley about that, and he said they'll adjust a few things, but he, he tells his guys, no matter when the tip-off time is, you better be ready to go because it's an opportunity to play the game you love. So, noon, 1.30, 9 o'clock at night, whatever, you got to be ready. The Pirates got some some odd start times coming up for these next couple of games. Yeah, it, it, it is really odd. odd. The, the one against uh, Southern Miss is just—I I never seen one that it's in the week at noon. <laughs> yeah, but you, you do what the TV gods tell you to do, I guess. Yeah. And, and and you have to follow that. But this Flame team coming in—you know—they won. They won five of six. They've got a tremendous point guard in Darius McKee, uh, uh, and it's going to be over in Charlotte, so you get some recruiting exposure. Uh, and, and they have other good players. McDowell can play. Uh, Road can play. They've, they've got a bunch of different piece, pieces to the puzzle that are really good. And so, if if you're ECU, you got to bring it. They've been to the uh, NC, I'm talking about Liberty's been to the NCAA's three straight years, they, and they're they're picked to go again this year. They're picked to win their league. This is a this is the program. It's not a, just a, a year. They they've got it going at Liberty. And uh, so ECU has got to play well. It's like playing Elon. I mean, excuse me, it's like playing Davidson. You play them tough, play them tough, and you really played well. And then all of a sudden, the six eleven kid steps out and hits a three, <laughs> and, uh, they, and, and it beats you. That you know, with a minute twenty seven to go, it's a two point ball game. I think Joe Dooley said they were they were pretty deliberate size. This one of those where. You know, in basketball, you get a lot of possessions, but they're going to try to take some of those possessions away, uh, kind of dribble out the clock some, and and make the possessions really important uh, coming up on Friday. That's exactly what they do, and yeah. I think you know it's kind of like the wishbone. You know, <laughs> if, if you, you got that style where you, you're going to just milk it. Yeah. Well, some teams come in and, and they literally do not get into their offense uh, on a thirty seconds. Get in until 15 seconds on the shot clock, first entry. And uh, I, and most teams, and I'm telling you, I, the one thing I watch is tempo. So the first five possessions, I'm looking at that short uh, at score uh, clock on, on top of the goal. I'm looking at the 30-second clock. And I look and see how fast that team gets down the floor and gets set. And this is how quick it is now, Clip. Most teams are ready to make their first entry pass somewhere around 26 seconds. Hmm. So we're down and set up in four seconds. Yeah. Well, these teams, they they don't worry about that. They're going to get down, and their first entry pass could be in 15 seconds. They 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 work it. They work that clock. They want the ball to move side to side before they really get going good. So I see more joining us. I asked Joe Dooley about this, and now I want to ask you as a former coach and as someone who's watched a lot of basketball and seen basketball this year. Every year, it seems like there's a new kind of initiative from college officials to watch out for this, whether it be, you know, call fouls, you know, a little closer in the paint or let it go, uh, you know. And, and Joe Dooley did say that it looks like they're easing up a little on the Euro step and some of the footwork to try to – 
uh, maybe help the offense in college basketball. I've also, I think I've heard a few flop warnings uh, in college basketball this year, but from an officiating standpoint, side, anything stand out to you this first couple of months of the season as far as differences, what the officials are doing, and uh, I don't know, anything about officiating in uh, 2021? Well, first of all, I want to say this. In the last 10 years, I think officiating has been great. These guys are under a microscope, and, 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 and they, they most of the time, they don't mean to blow it. I'm telling you, these <laughs> guys are working. Yeah. There's no vendetta. But I will say this. In the first few games this year, they have let them play in the post. I'm not talking about for ECU. I'm not talking about for the opponent. They're letting them be physical in the post. Uh, they are calling it if it that the flop. They're they're going to call that on that guy out there on the on the on the shooter because they don't like they don't like to get embarrassed by that. Right. It's a good ruling. I think it's a good ruling. But overall, I think what I've seen more than anything else is physical play in the post is being allowed. Uh, and to, and really with ECU, they've got depth there. You know, when you get Frank and you got Jackson and you got Johnson and you got Debeau, you got four guys that can mix it up pretty good. And, and and so I I just see that a lot. I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I will tell you this: officiating's really the best it's been. We get on them hard, and we say this: I can't believe you didn't see that. Most of the time, these guys are really sharp and do a good job. Sa Seymour joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Sa will be back on the call next Tuesday at noon. That's right. Mark your calendars. East Carolina's last non-conference game against Southern Miss, and they'll get into league play on the 29th against Wichita State. Sa, always enjoy uh, talking college basketball with you. We're out of time. We don't have time to talk NFL today, so we'll just move on. Yeah, I wanted to, but we don't have time. That's a shame, right? <laughs> Sa, <laughs> I really want to talk about it, but we'll, we'll, we hopefully we can do it at some point, maybe. Hopefully. Hopefully next week we can talk about it. Sa, great stuff as always, man. Uh, we'll, we, we will talk to you again soon. Look forward to a clip. Keep doing the good work. We'll see you later on. All right, there he is, Sai Seymour, joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Excited about a little Friday afternoon basketball. We'll be checking that one out here in the Pirate Radio studios. Then our show begins at three, so we'll have like the final ten minutes of the game to watch during Pirate Radio Live on Friday. So that'll be fun. We'll have a little uh, watch along as the show's going on. What do you think, Chandler? Excited, excitement time. I think it'll be be fun to watch a little basketball on a Friday afternoon. I I just saw a video of the Pirates uh, with a little shoot-around in the Spectrum Center. Okay, so they are there. They are there in the Queen City, ready to take on the Flames tomorrow at 1.30. Will Charlotte Hornets PA announcer... Big Pat. Big Pat be on the call tomorrow. Brandon Suggs! Four, three, three, three! I hope so. That, I would love to hear that. The man in the middle, number 21, Luigi Dabo. Mike P says, Cy can't even say something bad about AAC refs. I, I chuckled at that, too. I'm not going to lie. I, I chuckled at that. Listen. Listen. I'm going to be honest listen, with you, Cliff. They, they, they work. They have they, been they, doing a working. really good job. I'm telling you, if y'all they're, they're get letting them, letting them get physical down in the paint. If y'all get off, if you don't like side, then just consider yourself on Santa's naughty list because you're not a. I love Cy. a good person. I know you do. We all do. Uh, I am strapped on the uh, the side train. Okay, folks, we need to make you smile right now. Not all of you, 
just one of you sorry that's the way it works life isn't fair can you be a winner can you be caller 12 so many questions but only one of you will be able to answer yes to those questions who will it be why not you why not now 317-1250 317-1250 call in now the treasure chest is open we'll open it back up coming up in the five o'clock hour but we're going to make you a winner right now 317-1250 call in we'll have our winner we'll talk to him or her on the other line on the other side of this timeout on the line and find out what they won when we return on pirate radio live after this Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years. You can shop online anytime at piratewear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Got Jeff Nadeau coming up in a little bit. We'll talk uh, a little pirate football, pirate hoops, and what else is going on in the world of sports. In the 5 o'clock hour, looking forward to Bryce Williams and touchdown Tony Collins. Joining me here inside the Pirate Radio studios, we'll open up the treasure chest once again which we did just a moment ago and lucky caller number 12 was john caton and john is on the pirate radio live line john congratulations how you doing i'm doing well how you guys doing doing fantastic john uh where are you calling from grable all right and uh what do you do john um i work uh as a database administrator for Pitt county government all right sounds good good deal john uh, have you ever won in the treasure chest before Yes, it's been a few years. Uh, I think probably about seven or eight years ago. Um, got a won a guitar from McFadden. Oh wow! My, yeah, which my son still has, and I got him into playing guitar actually. And I think got a Parker's um, prize pack one time. Wow! All right, multi-time winner and uh, turned his son into a rock star. That's that's good stuff. Exactly. John, uh, I tell you what, let's uh, run over the prizes, Shirley, and uh, talk about what's still left in the treasure chest. So we are with you friday monday tuesday wednesday uh those are our live shows remaining in 2021 we'll have best ofs uh, until we get to january with a bowl game coverage mixed in between them but we've got uh, a few shows left and here are the prizes we have left inside the treasure chest i'll get it started shirley with a 100 gift card from emporium a $100 gift card to ENS Hemp Company. Ultimate party package from Sawyer's Fun Park. $200 gift card to Factory Mattress. $100 gift card to Halo. $100 gift card to Bagel Man. Bush Light, Neon Sign, Bud Light Cooler and Beach Chair, and two 15-packs of Bud Light from Carolina Eagle Distributing. $100 cash in from uh, Sparky Snowballs. And $100 gift card to Shimmer. So... John, those are the prizes left inside the treasure chest. Anything uh, in particular you're looking for today? 
Uh, nothing matters to me, but I'm sure my wife would love it if I got the $100 gift card to Shimmer. All right. And uh, like I said yesterday, they got uh, the Hey Dudes in there. They got built and, built, built and broken, built and broken gear, and also a nice selection of hats. So some for the dudes and, and shimmer as well. But a lot of uh, great items for the ladies. I got to go pick up my daughter some shirts for Christmas at some point. All right, uh, before we open it up, any uh, y'all got any questions for John? Do we need to know anything else about him? I do not. Chandler, I'll ask what Troy D asked. All right, is there any questions for us? <laughs> uh, no questions from me. Thank you. I was going to throw this out there. Some of my, uh, some of the guys listening might know me as uh, my F three name is Frank the Tank. Oh wow, Frank the Tank. I'd love to know how you got that name. Or do you go streaking out there at F three, or how'd you get that name? Went to the quad one time. <laughs> Good stuff. It's based on my military service. Gotcha. Oh, All cool. right. Well, Thanks thank for you for service. that. And uh, oh, we'll go with the other stories. Cool. <laughs> All right, John. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's uh, make you a winner right now. We'll open it up, Shirley. We got the big chest, we got the little chest, and we got all our prizes here. And I am picking one, and I've got one, and only one. And John, all right, you got a lot of stuff coming your way. You got a Bush Light neon sign, a Bud Light cooler and beach chair, and two 15-packs of Bud Light from Carolina Eagle Distributing right up my alley yes sir oh man a lot of cool stuff to enjoy during the holiday season while you're kicked back watching some bowl games uh, are you you going to the military bowl john are you watching it at home no i'm actually i'll be visiting my son in tennessee okay 10-4 bringing bringing him a uh, bush latte sign for christmas heck there yeah little guitar strumming with a uh, some bud light sounds pretty darn good and a neon sign there too all right well john congratulations man thanks for tuning in and have a uh, happy holidays same to you appreciate it all right man there's john caton that's a big uh, win big win for john big day for one johnny c so he takes home that prize that is another one down but man still a lot left inside the treasure chest we will open it back up again coming up in the five o'clock hour where um who should we have read the prize tony collins or bryce williams tony did it last week bryce i think bryce, bryce did it? as well yeah make them flip a coin they both make me nervous doing it i kind of like the unpredictability <laughs> of tony more than bryce let's have them both do it so one of them read the first half of the prize the other the other read the second half Wait, we should challenge them to read it at the, i'll hold it and they have to read it at the same at the time same time that might be a disaster you know what and that's what we're gonna do because that will be may be the wildest train wreck you see <laughs> it would be a total goat rodeo and what an honor for uh whoever wins in hour three to get to talk to the ecu greats bryce williams and touchdown tony collins got that on the way but coming up next we got Jeff Nadeau, the big man on campus. We will look at a very light slate of college basketball. There's a lot of games coming up this weekend. Also, the meme of the cartoon dog sitting at the table where the house is on fire and he says everything's fine. A lot of COVID crap out there in the sports world right now, including in college basketball. I guess breaking news, boys. So... Is Ohio State unable to play? CJ's not here. Chandler's here. You, I, got, you we, got anything, Chandler? We have gotten word from my staffer 
CJ Schaefer that that game has been canceled due to COVID issues. So this is from Andy Katz. It says still fluid, but based on conversations with stakeholders on the C college basketball disrupted events, if UCLA can't play against North Carolina, then it's expected to be Kentucky and North Carolina playing each other in Las Vegas on Saturday. Other teams being discussed are UNLV and Texas. So games being postponed, uh, canceled, moved around. This is not good. They are trying to uh to get some other games going though. So all right. Um oh. Ooh. Was it John Moody last week that said he would be winning on Thursday? Uh, he did. He just tweeted, he said, first of two Johns that will be winning today. Oh, Jay. John Moody, baby. Calling his shot. Jay Moody is ready to roll. We'll see uh, if he is uh, indeed our second winner on today's show, or it could be you listening out there right now. Second time out, come back. More to go. Hour two, Pirate Radio Live. Back after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Well, visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty. Congratulations to John Caden. He just won out of the treasure chest a Bush Light neon sign, Bud Light cooler, and beach chair. Two 15 packs of Bud Light from Carolina Eagle Distributing. Our latest winner inside the Pirate Radio treasure chest. We'll open it back up coming up in the third hour. Uh, lovable loser Chad Moore uh, just showed on Twitter he called 56 times, was unable to get in. Busy signal every time. Brad Woodard on Facebook Live called 34 times when it was unable to uh, get in as well. So we're also, there's some rivalries being created out there. Redbeard says he's only going to call in and uh, and try to win just to keep John Moody and Chad from winning. So, like, this whole thing is uh, we've got some side stories going on. It's good stuff. So, uh, we'll open up the treasure chest. We're creating a division. (laughs) We're creating content is what we're doing. Divide and conquer. Yeah. All right. So, uh, we'll open that back up when Tony Collins and Bryce Williams join us in hour three of the show. Right now, we'll head out to the Pirate Radio Live line and talk to the BMOC. The big man on campus, Jeff Nadewey, joins us here on Pirate Radio Live. Jeff, how you doing today, man? Pretty good clip. How are you? Hey, doing great, Jeff. I looked at so la- I'm a I'm a look ahead guy. I like to look the night before and uh, see what I got coming up the following night. I looked at the college basketball schedule and thought, wow, this is uh, this is an all time bad night. And then <laughs> shortly after that, I saw you tweet about it last night. It, there is uh, some scraps out there tonight when it comes to college hoops i know duke i think the only top 25 team in action tonight as they'll take on appalachian state have you found anything on this shallow card that uh, you're into tonight in college basketball i didn't uh, i didn't play anything clip uh i um i'm almost not even like this doesn't even get me going you know i don't even want to talk about it I'm just kind of <laughs> out of it with it like i don't i don't care much about it it's a bad card especially 
you know, when we start, we're starting to hear about all this COVID stuff. Yep. Again, it's just, it's just a lot, man. It, it just kind of gets you annoyed, <clears throat> frustrated, and just in an annoyed state of mind. Charlotte would be a great place to be on Friday, Jeff, because the Spectrum Center is hosting four college basketball games. It gets tipped off 1.30, Liberty taking on East Carolina. We talked about that one the other day. You think Liberty is going to be, what would you say, around three-and-a-half uh, point favorite, something like that, against the Pirates. Then at 4 o'clock, the Bonnies of St. Bonaventure taking on Virginia Tech at 6.30, Richmond versus NC State, and then in the nightcap, at uh let's see nine o'clock it'll be wake forest and charlotte all those games going on in the spectrum center uh, i love these events like this i know you're you're more of a home court you're not a big fan of the the neutral side tournaments but that'll be a fun day to be in charlotte to see uh, some pretty good basketball uh tipped off first by liberty and ecu yeah and it's all kind of um you know somewhat geographical right? outside of st bonaventure it is that they're kind of the oddball there yeah it is uh, you got you know east carolina and you got about Tech's not too far away liberty north carolina uh, state charlotte so yeah it's kind of a, a regional affair you know and bonnie's probably the best team in that group uh richmond will have something to say about that and you know nc state and 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 those groups but yeah, you know, we're, we're starting to see the last couple of these come out. This yeah. happens right before Christmas. And you know, as I continue to say, I'm having a good week as far as that Patreon. I'm 4-0 on Patreon this week. I um, I really just kind of told the people that I, that I you know, give my info to that, hey, you know, until the first, you know, it, it's kind of just continuing to tread lightly and keeping your units low. <laughs> uh, that's when you start getting into conference play. And, you know, you kind of say as a whole clip in your life, you know, I'll, I'll lose weight on the first. I'll... I'll um, you know, do this in the first. And it's just kind of that turn the page on what happened last year and we don't care anymore. Uh, it's been an eventful 2021 for me, but I'm ready to just kind of turn the page, hibernate, and, and, and start anew then. Well, Jeff, that's one thing that separates you from the rest of us, uh, the being patient. Sometimes it's not even about picking winners. It's about avoiding losers because you're bored, right? I mean – did you learn that early on? Did it take you a while to become patient as a uh, a picker? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you, you obviously, you, we all have that gambling bug. You know, you don't we always want to have action on something or whatever, but you have to be really disciplined. And that's look, that's a part of like anything you do. You know, if if you uh, you know, like I said, you're on a diet. I mean, if you just come in and you know, eat poorly and you don't exercise and you eat late at night, you're not going to lose any weight. You have to have discipline. Some people say to me all the time, they're like, wait, so you stop eating at 7 and you don't eat again until 3 the next day. How do you do that? What if you get hungry? And I'm just like, well, you know, I just I get over it. You know, I, I brush <laughs> my teeth or I, I do something. That, you know, you, you have to have some discipline, you know, and uh, I think it's the same thing with gambling. But, Cliff, you know, the thing about um, temptation, uh, you know, in some parts of your life, it's, you know, a, brutal, a beautiful woman uh, – can 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 kill my uh, uh, discipline. I, I'll do anything for that. So uh, you know, it's not all the same. Jeff Nadeau joining us, teaching us life lessons today on uh, on Pirate Radio Live. Big man, how about um, NFL tonight? Now the the Browns, Washington Football Team. We're seeing COVID really tear apart their rosters here for this upcoming week hadn't seen much about chiefs chargers i think we're pretty clear good to go like it should be two good afc west teams going at it tonight uh in la the chiefs are a three-point favorite total at 54 
I'm uh, I'm struggling with the side here on this one, Jeff. I, I don't know. You might not play it, but if you had to pick it straight up, uh, who do you think wins tonight? You know, I think the Chargers win tonight. I really do. I, You know, the NFL, I think for me, there's a lot of the time it's not about what makes sense. It's about what the number says. And I think the number's sharp at four on, on you know, when it wasn't four, now it's at three. It was sharp on the Chargers. Yeah, but this is a different Chiefs team. I'm still wondering if this defense is actually really good. They're going to be tested tonight. And if they continue to pass the test, then, you know, they might be the best team in the NFL that we're not talking about. I mean, they still have Mahomes. They still have Tyreek Hill. And they still have, you know, all those playmakers. So, you know, if they continue to play well defensively, watch out. This is a game where we're kind of going to set the barometer and say, okay, go out and play defense tonight and stop Justin Herbert. But, I don't know. I think it's a wait-and-see approach for me. I think the Chiefs win. I think the game's close. I don't trust the Chiefs as a favorite at the at the end of the day, and, and I don't trust their defense. So I guess I'd lean Chargers, and, and I expect fireworks. It kind of seems like a 30-24 you know, tipping. Jeff, uh, and this is for the people out there as well, don't forget, we got some Saturday uh, NFL football coming up. This Raiders-Browns game, I don't know who's going to be on the field for Cleveland, and the line is showing that the Raiders are actually a road favorite now against Cleveland due to all the COVID stuff going on with the Browns. Raiders minus one, total at 38 and a half. A low total there. And then really good one in the nightcap, 8.30 Saturday night. Patriots on absolute fire taking on the Indianapolis Colts who have made a nice run here the second half of the season. Really looking forward to that one, Jeff. Any uh, thoughts on those Saturday night matchups? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to not take the Patriots the way they're playing right now. But, you know, again, I mean, we've, we've seen this uh, situation before. We saw it the other night in college basketball where, you know, the number just didn't make any sense. You know, why are the why are the Patriots a, a three-point dog, you know, the way they're playing? Yeah. You know? um, but I, I think right now, Clip, you just have to really, especially with the, these two games, you know, particularly the first one, you got we got to see who's playing. we got to figure out what's going on there because these games are turning into, like, preseason situations. And, and look, Clip, I mean, at, at any rate, the NFL and the way leagues and, and businesses do these things, you know, we're going to be in these situations until they wise up and say, we're not testing anymore because, again, we're mostly vaccinated. What, 94% of the NBA is vaccinated, yet we're still testing. The college basketball isn't tested, and they haven't had as many issues. Why are we still testing for this? At what point are we going to say, it's time to move on with our life? No one's been affected by this in the NFL. I, I know it's going to be tough, but, you know. It feels like in some ways we, we have moved on, and then but you still see this stuff happening, you know, in the sports world. That's so, what I'm saying. Yeah. At what point are we going to say, like, it's just time we, we move on as a, a – particularly in these leagues. Like, if you're – it'd be different if, it's like, you know, you're, you're you're not vaccinated or whatever. But these are vaccinated people. Like, why are we still doing this? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Jeff, another uh, big picture question for you here, because um, you mentioned it with the Patriots there. You like the Patriots, but – why are they a dog with the way they've been playing? It reminds me of last week, and I've kind of learned this over time, that I loved the Bengals last week. I picked them on the show on Friday, but the line was Niners you know, minus one or whatever. And then by Sunday, it was Niners minus two. And I'm saying I like the Bengals coming off a bye. They're at home. Uh, they should be able to win this game. But the line and I guess the betters out there – the, the sharp money, as they say, are telling me that the Bengals aren't going to win this game. So, Sunday afternoon, 
I went with the Niners, and you know they went. It was a great back and forth. The the Niners had control. Bengals came back, but the Niners went in overtime. I'm curious, Jeff. How often do you not trust your your gut, your eyeballs, and you just go with the way the line is telling you to go? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you balance that? Well, I mean, in, in the NFL, I mean, at this point in my career and in my life, and particularly with the NFL and the NBA, quite frankly, it's pretty much the only way to go. I, I, yeah. I think if you side along with the casinos and the people that have been long-standing winning gamblers, that's the side you want to be on. Right. You know? I mean, it's kind of like tonight in college basketball, okay? It's a little different situation, but generally when you align with, let's say you, okay, you know, eight times out of ten, you're probably going to be in a position to win. You can trust those teams. You can trust casinos. They're going to make money. I would almost always be on the, the the sharp side in pro sports especially all right that's a uh, little tidbit out there something that uh i've learned the hard way over time uh that i do definitely do not know as much uh as those guys do all right uh jeff let's see before we let you go uh anything else on ecu bc that line is still three we do have some college bowl games coming up beginning on friday i know uh, you didn't have any interest in them uh but real quick just the games coming up this weekend um and there's uh, a lot of games coming up it looks like on saturday but friday you've got toledo middle tennessee coastal and northern illinois and then on saturday ab state western kentucky utep fresno state uh uab byu eastern michigan liberty oregon state utah so a lot of games marshall and louisiana as well coming up so a lot of bowl games this weekend jeff and i don't know you got any uh early action going on these uh, yeah, I'm probably going to play West Kentucky one last time. It's been a fun year with them. I've made money with that group. Um, you know, App State you know, wasn't their typical selves this year. They've seemed to struggle anytime they stepped up in competition. Um, I feel like I'm just getting, I'm getting points at West Kentucky. Look, really outside of that game the other night against uh, UTSA, who kind of had their number this year, um, you know, I'm, I'm ready to not write them off just yet. Offensively, they're very good. They throw, 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 and App yeah, State, I think, struggles with that. So I'm going to kind of lean with West Kentucky. Um, I also like Fresno a lot. I think UTEP is just one of these bowl teams that's just happy to be there. Um, they are never bowl eligible. They've been bowl eligible since, like, November. So for me, um, I- I'm going to look towards Fresno probably. I think they're just happy to be there. And UAB, I think, is worth a look as well. Anytime they're getting seven points, my antennas are raised. Um, Bill Clark runs a good team there. They run the ball effectively, don't make mistakes on offense, and play great defense. So um, I, I think UAB is valuable. All right, Jeff Nadu joining us. Follow him on Twitter at Jeff NADU. You can uh, get his picks. He's hot in college basketball on Patreon, patreon.com slash BMOC. And also, uh, if you're into mafia history, check out the Sit Down podcast. You can download that right now. Jeff, uh, enjoyed it, man. Have a great weekend. We'll check in with you. Uh, Hopefully one more time next week before we go on our holiday break. So we'll try to check in with you on uh, Tuesday, man. Cliff, can I tell you one thing before we go? Yeah. In about a half an hour, 526 Eastern, 36 years ago, West 46th Street and 2nd Avenue, Paul Castellano headed to a great meal with some gumbadas. He pulls up and is assassinated by four gunmen, him and his driver. It's one of the most iconic crime situations ever in our country and it changed the american mob to what it is uh we did a show on that wow. about the shooters we talked about everything 
most iconic hit in mob history. It was the perfect hit. It, it's up there with the JFK assassination. Can you give me the name again, Jeff? Uh, of the steakhouse or the first? Either way, wherever I can Google it, and uh, well, I'll listen to the podcast. But I'd like to find out more about that. Look up Paul Castellano or okay. Steakhouse. You'll see the body strewn out right in front of Spark. Okay. Uh, it was a, a very full restaurant that day, that night, and uh, it was in the middle of rush hour, right before Christmas. Kind of a weird question here. Remember uh, the Jizza from Wu Tang, obviously, Jeff. Of course. You remember uh, the song "Killer Hills" one hundred three hundred four, where he's talking about chaos outside of Spark Steakhouse. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> okay. That just came to me there. All right. Uh, all right. I'll check that out, and I'll make sure to listen to that episode. I've heard a few. I hadn't heard that one. So, big man, good yeah. stuff, dude. Probably no. So, yeah, check it out. All right. Appreciate it, Jeff. See you, bud. Thanks, Luke. Jeff Nadeau joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. We have not one, but two former pirates in the house ready to join us for hour three of Pirate Radio Live. We got our tight end, Bryce Williams. We got our running back, touchdown, Tony Collins. And we have the treasure chest here that we're going to open up in Hour 3 as well. We got a fun Hour 3 on tap for Pirate Radio Live. We'll be back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you one who has been waiting before trying CBD? Well, ENS Hemp is the area's leader in CBD, and they want to educate you on how their products work. Get relief from stress, anxiety, fatigue, pain, and PTSD today at ENS Hemp on Fire Tower Road near Sam Jones Barbecue, or go online at eshempcompany.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. We got some great guests here. Bryce Williams and Dr. Tony Collins <laughs> joining us here inside the Pirate Radio studios. <laughs> trying to enjoy some sports this weekend, but COVID's trying to get in the Everybody's way. sick. Everybody's sick. Uh, so, anyway, uh, Tony's Patriots looking good right now. But, uh, Bryce, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good. Good to see you. Uh, yeah, good to Bryce see you. Bryce is a little, you're not salty. You're, you're fine. You're in a good mood, but uh, you're a little chap that uh, we we bumped yeah, you for man. a bigger guest yesterday. A shot to the ego. Yeah, I was like, geez, okay, fine. We had to we had to talk to Mike. Couldn't Houston. do a phone, you know, couldn't do a phone interview for him. We had to talk. Person? Come on, call <laughs> him. So Bryce, uh, we're going to need to coddle him a little bit. He's being a diva tight end. <laughs> Tony in his Thursday spot. Touchdown, Tony. How you doing, man? Doing great, man. You're, uh, you're Merry all. Christmas. Happy New Year. Yeah. Yes, sir. This will be Tony's last appearance of the year. Yeah, we'll see you guys oh, the man. next year. When are you, uh, where are you going again? Somewhere in Colorado. Oh, that's uh, right. The boot, the butt. The, the what is it? Yeah, the Crescent Butte. Cr- yeah, that's it. We Crescent talked about Butte. that last week. Whatever that is. What's in uh, Colorado? It's going to go skiing, man. I was noticing your little spider wear here. That's a... Uh, Ski clothing. Oh, is it? He don't even know that. I didn't know. I, that. I didn't even yeah. know it either. You're ready to go, Tony. <laughs> I didn't want to speak too soon, but hey, now it's fitting. I can ask it. Are you a uh, you a skier there, Bryce? 
I am. We're actually going this January 2nd to fit the snowshoe. All right. Man, we got two skiers in the house. Who knew? You athletes. <laughs> and, it, and look, we should not pigeonhole. We should not stereotype athletes because you guys are more than just, you know, players, athletes on the field. As we learned today, Washington down to their fifth center. He also moonlights as a plus-size model. Plus size. You guys done any modeling in your career? Uh, no. Unfortunately, no. Nah. Good-looking nah. fellas. You nah. could have yeah. got into that. <laughs> Tony? Washington got it that badly down to the fifth-string center? center? Fifth-string center, Tony. Wow. Snapping the ball to Taylor Heineke. Wow. I'm telling you, though, I got a weird feeling. The line is like Eagles minus nine and a half now. I don't know who the heck's going to be on the field uh, for Washington, but I just got this weird feeling that Rivera is going to scrap something together and make this a close game. I don't know. Mm, that's my feeling. That's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough, but I, I, I'm feeling a little shocked the world coming up on uh, Sunday. We shall see. You going to guarantee that? No, I will congratulate <laughs> you on another hit guarantee. That's right. Do you even remember what it was? Tom Brady would beat the Bills. Yeah. Mm. I said it. Which looked a little shaky there at the end of that game. Yeah. Uh, but the Bucks able to beat the Bills in overtime on Sunday and now it looks like the Patriots division to lose but good one coming up Saturday night Tony your guys are rolling yet they're underdogs on the road at a Colts team who's playing good right now I mean they're playing really good football uh, they got a running back Taylor man that 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 kid is something special and if we can stop the run uh, we'll have a chance to win the game they got a great running back in Jonathan Taylor they got a great running backs coach Tony of course Scotty Montgomery mm-hmm. their running backs coach <laughs> Did you know that? I didn't know that. Does, <laughs> does that make you want to take the Patriots even more now that you know that? <laughs> Coach Mo getting it done. Look, this is good, how good for Coach Mo, man. This is how it works. These NFL coaches get recycled. He's going to end up a head coach again one day because he's going to work his way back up. Offensive coordinator, head coach. Uh, this, how long, about, this is as long as you don't come back here. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got to go home, but you got to get out of here. How about uh, the Urban Meyer news? Wow. Couldn't even make it one year. <laughs> That's a joke though, right? Yeah. The whole come on, uh, man. It's come on. His whole his whole half season resume is a, a joke from not going back with the team to being in that video with the girl uh-huh. in the bar. The report comes out, the kicker Josh Lambeau says yesterday that Urban Meyer literally kicked the kicker. While he was stretching, he kicked him <laughs> and called him a dip bleep and told him to make some effing kicks. Jeez. <laughs> Which, you know what? You shouldn't kick a guy, obviously. Well. But, but if you're if coaches are talking to players like that, if you're winning, it's probably like laughed off and you don't care that much. But when you're 2 and 11 mm. and you're kicking kickers and you're alienate, you're calling your staff losers. But you know what? There's, there's some coaches that are great college coaches but they're not NFL coaches. They just don't have that, I don't know, that relationship to an older player. I mean, I, when I was in New England, um, Ron Meyer came uh, from SMU, and all the older guys like John Hanna and Julius Adams, I mean, they, they were like, they wanted to get rid of this guy. You know, he stayed there for, for a couple of years. But when Raymond Berry came, old school guy, he went to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, it's, it's some people got it. I mean, didn't Lou Saban? What the, not, what, not Nick Saban. Saban. Nick Saban. Didn't he try to? He uh, tried with the Dolphins. Didn't work out. Didn't work There's out. a long list of, of those guys. He was 15 and 17 as the Miami yeah. Dolphins head coach. Yeah, but he's a great college coach. Yeah. 
I mean, there's a lot. Holtz didn't finish the season with the Jets. Right. He went three and ten. Bobby Petrino, which he has, he didn't even finish. Issues. He didn't finish, did he? I think he put a letter in the locker room. <laughs> I think he did something like that. Like he said, "Dear Falcons, uh, I'm leaving you sincerely, Bobby," and just put it in the locker room and bounced and got on his motorcycle, Crazy, which he eventually crashed with the girl in the back. <laughs> he had a lot of stuff going on, oh, but uh, look. Steve Spurrier. Yep. Innovative, one of the most innovative uh, offensive minds in college football. Went to Washington and talked all that. Hey, we're going to beat the Cowboys. <laughs> we gonna, and you know how we're going to do it? I'm going to bring all my Florida boys in here. We're going to whoop the Cowboys. <laughs> and couldn't win a damn game. He sucked. <laughs> so that's the way it goes. Bryce, you've been around different locker rooms uh, across college football in the NFL. And can, like Tony said, can you, can you kind of tell when a coach – doesn't got it like <laughs> some you want to respect all your your coaches and everything but but some guys you can kind of tell that i don't know something kind of right there. Yeah, there was yeah there was one i went to the team or the office of the coach but yeah there was one it just he came from college and it was he was just like he was it just didn't click for i mean just what i learned because it was when i went from the patriots to the next team and uh let me google real quick and find this out you know, that was, I, mean, I don't know just was what i learned there and then when i got and as that position coach and it's that day ball and uh oh you know amazing coach and then yeah. i go to the other team and i was like this is just odd i'm totally getting sort of taught totally different things and it's just it wasn't like I said. It just wasn't clicking. Like Tony says, you got college coaches who can't make the NFL, NFL, vice versa. And, um, but yeah, that's one thing that sort of comes to mind is that situation. Well, how important is it? it part of it is just like being almost a, a good dude, somebody you can relate to. Like you don't have to necessarily agree or be buddies with the coach or anything, right. but you want somebody that can lead, and and not even from an X and O standpoint, just from a I don't know, somebody that can motivate you, and as Chandler said, somebody you can trust, right? Oh, I mean, that's important. Yeah, definitely so. Because, um, like, Belichick doesn't seem like the funnest guy to work with, but the, <laughs> and, and the only criticism I've heard of Belichick, when guys leave, is they say it wasn't fun. Right. Like, nobody says he's yeah, a jerk. I hate right. playing for him. Yeah. They just say, you know, it wasn't that fun. Yeah. That's, like, the biggest criticism. That's what I heard. And I, I can't yeah, – and, and yeah. then you think about it – why is it not fun when you're winning? Because that's all they do is win. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sounds pretty fun. I, I don't know. Yeah, so. that's what it was like saying not fun. Like I, said, I won't give the player. Well, I guess it doesn't really matter. Maybe, maybe it matters. But uh, Chris Long, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, Chris Long. You know, so him, him, and him, him and another player talking to vet guys, and they're like, yeah. I mean, I just came here so I could you know win a Super Bowl and um, be it was the fun part of it. It's like. You know, wasn't there, and then one guy. No, that was a different situation. But it was just funny that they other people have you've heard. You know, not fun. Um, but yeah, like Tony said, when you're winning, you think it'd be fun. But sounds enjoyable. I mean, I mean, the winning is fun, but how fun is it to win a conference championship or just a regular game? And you look, and your head coach has got his hoodie on, going, "He's on to Cincinnati." <laughs> right? Oh yeah. <laughs> coach, what do you think about that win? But we always hear Tony behind closed doors. He's a funny guy. Like if you, he is. I, I got. To, I got to spend. There was some type of function. Uh, you know, we were there for. But I would spend like 35, 40 minutes in the in the crowd with him, and you know, we were drinking, and and he was he's cool. Regular too, guy. Yeah, yeah. that's a fun guy to be around. Yeah. Uh, Belichick. That that press conference stuff would not work if he stunk. 
Like, <laughs> right. like Popovich in the NBA when they interview him, yeah. and they're like, Coach, what do you got to improve on? And he's like, playing basketball. <laughs> like he does that. It's kind of a jerk move, but he wins, so he laughs. But if you stink, you can't get away with no, that kind no, of stuff. No, yeah. We were at a... It is like he would make funny jokes, like funny. He would say funny things, and everybody would bust out laughing. But he wouldn't smirk or nothing. I mean, that was the weirdest, <laughs> oddest thing. But it, it was weird. So, how much did you interact with him when you were up there? Uh, well, I'm coming in as a rookie, uh, my first, you know, the first team I was with. Uh, I mean, I would like say hey and. If I had to cross path, but I didn't have to cross path, like, you know how the facility is kind of like a grid uh, under the stadium. You know, you'd come in and you could take a right and get back to where you wanted to go. If I saw him around the corner, I'd go and like just <laughs> totally avoid it because it was just intimidating. And yeah. you're like, do I say hey or do I not say hey? I don't know what Papers. kind of. Yeah, it'd, it'd be like say, that. Uh, the equipment guys are over there. <laughs> oh, 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 you're a rookie. You're a rookie. Yeah, so it was. Uh, yeah, it was intimidating. Now this I is why I've ha- I've heard about him not really having any type of relationship with rookies. Uh, I mean, he gives them odd numbers. Uh, say, for instance, a quarterback. He, he's not gonna give a quarterback a number twelve. He's gonna give a quarterback a number fifty-five. Uh, <laughs> Matt Jones was fifty <laughs> yeah. in the preseason. Yeah, <laughs> he, he just he just what what is he doing? He's just like uh, you got you're not really important to me. Right? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Make yeah. me think you're important yeah. by doing something out there. Uh, touchdown, Tony Collins, Bryce Williams here. Hey, one thing is fun is uh, going to a bowl game, something you guys yeah. are able to experience. And the Pirates will be in the military bowl coming up on December 27th. Boston College, a three-point favorite right now in that game as the players are practicing. And then I think this weekend going to get some time off, be able to uh, spend time with their families before they head up to Washington, D.C. So, Final uh, preparations going on. Even though the game is still a ways away, they're doing their, their kind of, I think he said, final install, things mm-hmm. like that today, Bryce. Uh, because, good grief, after a point, you're you're probably tired of seeing those films and talking about BC. Oh, most yeah, most definitely. And it was kind of weird. I was like, dang, they're almost already. Because I guess they'll leave Mon- uh, Monday or Actually, Tuesday? Thursday. Wednesday or Thursday. Thursday, that's right. Yeah. They're a t- Monday And game. then they'll play on Monday. Um. Yes, yeah, so actually, it's like, dang, they're already leaving almost, but uh, I guess they still got a week. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're probably getting real anxious and just kind of tired of the same old, same old in a way. Uh, um, kind of like, oh, same thing again. I hope I've heard this, but um, I guess the one good part of it is it, you know, should be a pretty ingrained in the guy's mind with different, you know, cues by the defense or, you know, what the offense does um, as far as BC and things like that. So I know they're anxious to get down to or up. To uh, what I guess it'll be in, in Annapolis. Yeah. Um, so they may hopefully they bundle up also. And this has got to be a great part of uh, the season for some of these guys. Final exams like Rajay and CJ were taking their final exams Monday, so now they're just football players. Like they don't have to worry mm. about the school part. That's got to be fun for you guys, right? Yeah. Oh that yeah. Time of year. Yeah, definitely. You don't have to worry about school and going to class, and you can go back after you know weight uh, weightlifting and take a nap and chill and. Until practice, it's, uh, it's a little enjoyable. Not sure. have to worry about doing a paper. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Or a discussion board or yeah. whatever. Tony's like, wait, y'all actually went to school? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tony, what kind of student were you at ECU? Yeah. <laughs> I was a C student. All right. That's, 
I was, good enough. I, I, I was a C student. Yeah, I, I, they, they would see me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad, Tony. You got me there. I was waiting. I was kind of waiting for a, a punchline there. But I was like, oh, okay, maybe it was just a you know. But well, on the serious note, you know, you think about the seniors that have been here for four years. And now they get a chance to go to a bowl game, and it's, and it's a special time for them. Man. Absolutely, you know. So I, I'm looking forward to, to see them play, and uh, it's a great time for those seniors, man. Because it's been what? How many years? Seven, eight years since 2014. They've yep. been to a bowl game. Terrible. So. Yep. Bryce couldn't get it done uh, in 2015. Golly, it's all your fight. Yeah. All your fault, Bryce. <laughs> all right, got the uh, running back and tight end here joining us inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Uh, we're going to open up the treasure chest uh, in just a few minutes. How's your construction of our treasure chest coming along? Hey, you said until next year, so I'm waiting to find that perfect piece of wood. Are you, are you making it? Yeah, I think I want to try and make one a little bigger. I could build the box itself, but you start getting on to the, all these intricate stuff, I'm going to have to hand that to maybe you or something. Mm. Um, you want to give it to me? A router or something? I'll figure, I'll figure it out. You I a got, handyman, Tony? I got, I got it time. all. I'm not either. I, I hire I hire people to do stuff. <laughs> there you go. That's the, that's the play right there. Um, we'll get into Pirate Radio Outdoors later on in the show with Bryce. We'll talk about what he's been up to hunting and fishing. Uh, any hunting going on in Pinyan, New York? Like, oh, a lot of hunting going so, on up there. I, absolutely. So I, my wife's family's from New Jersey. I always thought Sopranos, City, Jersey. And we go up there, and it's South Jersey, and it's more farmland than here. It is. In East North Carolina. Yeah. And New York, I was wondering, so you're upstate. a country. I'm and I, upstate. I'm, I'm really, really country. Upstate, okay. Yeah. You're a country Yankee. Absolutely. Tony Collins. <laughs> uh, we'll get into Pirate Radio Outdoors later on, but... Tell you what, kind of ready to, to go ahead and make somebody a winner, Shirley Rhodes. I don't want to wait around. I want to do it right now. Can John Moody call a shot? John Moody said he will be winning today. Well, here's his chance if he is caller number 12 right now, 317-1250. We will have our treasure chest winner. We'll find out who it is, what they've won. And uh, we're going to have Tony Collins and Bryce Williams read the prize at the same time. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's on the way when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA the easiest way to make some extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Brock. Alright, back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Got a touchdown. Tony Collins and Bryce Williams here inside the pirate radio studios and uh just open up the treasure chest once again and uh we will be doing this twice on friday twice on monday and tuesday and then we'll have one final winner coming up on our last live show next wednesday 
and uh hopefully bryce can join us in his regular wednesday time slot next week yeah troy don't, <laughs> troy don't kick me to the curb bryce, sorry man no, I'm just we love you here we love you here. all right yeah i got you know it worked out i ain't seen tony in a while got to see him on the there last show of the year there you go all right uh so our winner caller number 12 was not john moody who called his shot sorry babe ruth not this time uh our winner is tiffany deans who is on the pirate radio live line hello tiffany hello how are you guys doing great congratulations uh just curious so yesterday we had susan deans as a winner are you related to susan deans that is actually my mama. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is the wow. second time. Family. The second time that's happened this year where we had a couple of family members Dang. winning. We actually had a husband-wife uh, combo win earlier in the treasure chest on that back-to-back was, days. Yeah, it was, back, it was the first two days we gave, a, gave away a prize. Patrick Brown and Carrie Brown. And then today, uh, we got back-to-back Dean's winners. So Susan Dean's. You'll probably take advantage of this at some point. She won the takeout party for 10 from Parker's Barbecue, so you might be included in that prize, Tiffany. I know. She was very happy about that. And now you get to win a prize of your own here inside the treasure chest. But before we get there, uh, we got we got a couple of other question askers here, but I'll get it started with uh, what do you do, uh, Tiffany? I'm actually a social worker. I work at a – it's like an emergency room, but for mental health and substance use crises okay great are you a giant panthers fan like your mom is absolutely we have season tickets together and uh yeah sorry to hear that yeah panthers fan? <laughs> yeah <laughs> tough times <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> tough, tough times in carolina all right uh do y'all have any questions for tiffany uh i mean the one i the one i last asked last time to whoever the room was mm. you know i'm just curious on the trees you know the christmas tree are you a real christmas tree or a a uh, artificial christmas tree um person 100 percent a real christmas oh great that's two in a row so that's yeah. really i'm glad to hear that <laughs> bryce that's how bryce determines a lot about a person if they're yes. real or fake christmas tree yes i'm scared to tell him we got a fake tree in the house he might not talk to me anymore <laughs> tony you got any questions for uh, uh actually i i do uh uh i i heard you you said you work for a substance abuse is that, is that correct? It's like an emergency room for mental health and substance use. Okay. Crisis. Okay. How, how, how's that? How's that? How, how long you been doing that? I'm coming up on three years. Okay. How you like doing that? Yeah, I like it. It's been crazy with the pandemic, but we're doing it. Very good. All right. Good stuff. Helping people. Yes, sir. Uh, Chandler, any questions? Tiffany, I asked your mom this question. Who is your all-time favorite Panther? Mm, I really, this is the unpopular opinion, but I would say Cam Newton and Steve Smith. <laughs> and Steve Smith? Wow. Okay. Yeah, I like Smitty. <laughs> it's hard for, like, we heard Susan say it yesterday that uh, it's tough to say now, but Cam Newton, and, like, she's taking the role of, like, Tony Dunn having to defend Cam Newton at every turn. Like, yeah. it's hard to be a Cam Newton fan it right now. It is hard. But, you know. Yeah. You well, when Cam was in his prime, man, I mean, yeah. you know, everybody MVP. jumped on the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the guy's getting old. <laughs> it happens. Come on. It happens. <laughs> Who's the quarterback? <laughs> Who's the quarterback? Shirley, any questions for Tiffany? I do not. All right. I'll go uh, favorite Christmas movie, Tiffany. What do you got? Ooh, that's a hard one. I think I would say, Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I have one, actually. All right. How about Christmas song? You got one of those? <laughs> mm. 
Tiffany doesn't like Christmas. Wow. <laughs> she's at least she's got a real tree, I guess. Is your tree decorated? It's not even a Christmas tree, Bryce. It's like a it's like a uh, uh, long leaf pine. <laughs> she doesn't like Christmas. Wow, sorry, Tiffany. I didn't know you were a Christmas hater. <laughs> All right, well. Oh, well, she hung up. She's, leave Tiffany alone, man. I know. She's ready to, to win Tiffany. a prize. All right, Shirley, let's run them down again real quick. You uh, ready to go? Yeah. Here's what's left in the treasure chest. A $100 gift card from Emporium. $100 gift card to ENS Hemp Company. Ultimate party package from Sawyer's Fun Park. $200 gift card to Factory Mattress. A $100 gift card to Halo. $100 gift card to Bagel Man. $100 straight cash from Sparky Snowballs. Mm. And a $100 gift card to Shimmer Boutique. All right, Tiffany, those are the prizes left. What are you looking for today? Take the cash. Take the cash. <laughs> take the cash. <laughs> Good option. All right, uh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to open up the chest. I'm going to show the prize to Tony and Bryce, oh, and they're going to read it at the same time. Uh, I got I to gotta put my glasses on. Uh, <laughs> is that are those far or near-sighted glasses? Uh, it, it's got to be closer. I, I can see far away. All right, Shirley. <laughs> it's going to go great. All right, I'm going to reveal the prize to Bryce and Tony. And you guys are going to read this uh, simultaneously. Everybody got it? Are we, are we gotten three here? I'll go three, two, one if you'd All like right. me to. Three, two, one. Hundred-dollar <laughs> gift card to ENS Hemp Company. Wow! Wow! Well done, guys. Great job. Very secret. Hundred-dollar gift card to ENS Hemp Company. Tiffany is yours. Wow, I don't know what I'll do with this. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany, Tiffany said, I don't want that. <laughs> That's what she's really saying. <laughs> hey, look, there are a lot of people that would like this, Tiffany, so you can do a, a re-gift if you need to. Tiffany said, I don't want that. She doesn't like Christmas. She doesn't like gifts. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany is a, uh, a Scrooge. <laughs> Tiffany, uh, congratulations. Thank uh, you for calling, and uh, have a Merry Christmas, and thanks for being a good sport. Merry Christmas, Tiffany. Yes, Merry Christmas. <laughs> All right, there is uh, Tiffany Deans winning today the $100 gift card to ENS Hemp Company. Chandler would like it if you'd like to give it to him. <laughs> yeah. and I, I mean, Tiffany, if you still listen, if you ever have trouble sleeping, uh, you'll get old one day. You'll have joint pain and all that kind of stuff. Go see him at ENS Hemp Company. <laughs> what, Tony? One day she's gonna get old. So twenty years from now, she'll have those uh, joint pain oh, gummies. Yeah, you know what that company is. I was curious on what. what a lot of is. stuff. <clears throat> I was thinking like hemp necklaces. You know, he used to make those things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, all, they got all kinds of stuff over there. Bath bombs for women. They got chocolates. They got. I like chocolate. Um. So. A lot of stuff to help you sleep. The gummies. It helps with it. They, help they have out. things to help with anxiety over there. And um, where's this? Where are they located here? Uh, right near Sam Jones Barbecue. We were talking about Sam Jones earlier today. It's right there near it. Uh, probably a couple. Oh, of blocks that's away. near my house. Yeah, yeah right, check it out, bro. Right across from the new um, car wash over there too. It's kind of just a cool store to walk in and yeah. look at all the stuff they got. So I may go ponder. <laughs> just go, go ponder. ponder one day. <laughs> go, go ponder. Go browse and ponder, Bryce. <laughs> All right, Tiffany Deans, our latest winner inside the treasure chest. We'll have two more prizes coming up on Friday's edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll talk to Donnie Kirkpatrick coming up on Friday's edition of Pirate Radio Live. Bryce, that interview might go a whole hour. Donnie's a talker. He likes to talk, yeah, that's for sure. We never really got let out early. 
during <laughs> film session by any means. Yeah, I'm about uh, to say. Coach Kerr's like, all right, film's over. Don't be late, you know, to walk through. And I'm like, we got six minutes to get dressed. <laughs> he will. Uh, he knows how to work a room. So looking forward to that conversation on Friday. Yeah. Let's get another break in. We'll come back. More to go with Touchdown Tony Collins and Bryce Williams, Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. We are back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was another tough day for the stock market today. The Dow fell 29 points and closed at 35,897. The NASDAQ is down 385 at 15,180 and the S&P slipped 41 points and closed at 4,668. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC member SIPC. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All right, good Thursday night game tonight right here on Pirate Radio. Check it out. It'll be Chiefs and Chargers and Tony leaning Chiefs. Yeah, man. I mean, the last couple of games, they're, they've been on fire offensively. And actually, the defense has been playing good football, too. Uh, but I'll tell you what, San Diego, San Diego, L.A. Uh, you're going to be saying that forever. <laughs> That's one of them things. L.A., I mean, they got a great football team. They got a great quarterback. They got a great running back. And um, I think it should be a great game to watch. But I'm, I'm definitely going with Kansas City. Uh, for the simple fact that they, they got Mahomes over there. Tony is biased, but right now, if you look at the AFC and, and I hear people talk about, you know, who's who's the best team, who's going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, it's either Chiefs or Patriots being said right now. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 those two teams are the uh, teams in the AFC that are playing the best at this p- particular point. And this is the point of the season that you want to be playing your best football uh, uh, going into the playoffs and, you know, you got that momentum going. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, Patriots going to have a tough game on on Saturday night against the Colts because the Colts are got they got a good football team as well. How about the NFC, Tony? I'll list off. The, so we saw the Rams go to Arizona the other night and beat the Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, Matt Stafford coming up big in a big game. People were wondering could he do that. So you got Cardinals, Rams in the West. The Bucks with Brady, obviously. Packers in the North, and I'll still put a healthy Cowboys team kind of in that tier. So Cowboys, Packers, Bucks, Cardinals, Rams. Who's the best team in the NFC? Man, you know what? I, I, I it's hard to bet against Aaron Rodgers. Man, it's just just tough to play. Hard, to bet against and the, and the thing and about they're the one seed, right? And so everybody's got to come through Green Bay. Yeah, and you know you got to go up there and play on that uh, frozen tundra. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that that's not an easy task to do. So I mean, but you just can't cross out Brady, man. Brady, hey, the kid is. I'm saying the kid. I mean, he's a he's a kid to me, <laughs> but he's act, actually just tearing the league up right now. Uh, I think he's like 48, 49 years old, and he's the number one quarterback in, 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 the, in the in the NFL right now. It's and just he looks incredible. He's starting to look. He kind of looks like like Michael Jackson. Like he's starting. Like to he's look, getting younger. He's starting to look. <laughs> he's starting to look fake. I don't know what he's got going on. 
I'll tell you what, though, this is what they did last year. They had a little two-game mini losing streak to Saints and Washington. They've reeled off three straight, and this is exactly what happened last year. They got Saints, Panthers, Jets, Panthers. They won't They lose. should be able to run yeah, through that. they will. Just like they did late last year. So watch out for uh, for Brady's Bucks. That would be awesome to see. What if it – this is what the NFL wants. Brady at Lambeau, Rogers for the NFC Championship. Absolutely. Then Brady Patriots Super Bowl. Shoot. The NFL is salivating about that right now. See a lot of money, a lot of money out there mm. with that. Bryce, would you rather play in a August thirtieth, hundred degree, uh, hundred degree heat game like we've seen here at ECU at times, or a snowing game in Lambeau? You know, freezing temperatures. What's what would you rather I think play? I'm going in? hot. Really? I'm going 100 degrees. Okay. Because then you can't – your hands and – no. Yeah. They probably ain't throwing the ball to you too much in those uh, cold games anyway. No. <laughs> so, no. How about you, the running back, Tony? Which no question. Take? I'm with Bryce. Uh, give, me the, give me the warm weather yeah. any day, man. Any day. Yeah. Hot. Yeah, you can move in hot weather. Bryce, uh, let's go Pirate Radio Outdoors with you. Let's yeah. find out what's been going on. And, Tony, if you've been hunting or fishing in the last week, you can chime in. Yeah. I, you know what? Actually, I, I've never, ever shot a gun before. I don't really like guns. And, and you know, I, I, I've just, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just not Not that. your thing. And that, yeah, it's not me. Yeah. I've shot a gun on, like, maybe two occasions. Uh, my brother-in-law is a police officer. And when I went to New Jersey, we went to the gun range. It was pretty cool to like shoot a gun and do, but I don't have a lot of experience with it either. Bryce Williams, on the other hand, <laughs> is a yeah. marksman. I try to be, yeah. How many deer you got this year, Bryce? What's the counter at? Well, not too much because I, if I had a deep freezer, you know, I'd be trying to rack them up. I only got a you know a buck in the dough this year. So you're um, saying you could have shot more if you had more? Yeah, I'd be storage. going away more. Um, but I've had more stores, but I've been, you know, fishing now that I've got my, you know, good deer this year and a doe. Um, that's obviously the goal each year. Let me just get a buck and a doe, but I do want to go one more time and try and shoot something on my boat. Um, this is what I'm going to work on. So, so you've been on the water. I've been on the water. What you been so, doing? I was actually a quick trip. I had to go out of town for my niece's birthday, which had a great time and been doing family stuff. I was like, all right, I got to get, I got to get on the water and do something. So I did a quick trip. Um, in the Pamlico with a buddy at last minute we took my boat out and trying to catch some fish it was a little windy which makes it pain in the butt to uh try and you know control the boat and things like that and obviously when you get a belly in your line with the wind and work the lure and things like that but then get skunk it was we were probably out there an hour and a half ended up catching a decent sized trout still not the 20 inch or over trout that i'm trying to get um but he caught a few i caught one one good one so i didn't get skunked and was able to get on the water for a quick trip. So, all right, good deal. It uh didn't get skunked. It cured the That's itch the for sure. But I'm hoping to go again. I came across this photo this weekend. Have you ever seen an angry wolf eel out in the water? There's no way. An uh, angry what? A wolf eel. There a wolf ain't no eel. Way. That's, that looks. If you it's think it's real, fake? It looks like an alien. If it's real, exactly. If it's real, I am. I ain't going where that crap is. <laughs> he looks like Whatever. he's uh, way deep out there in the sea. So God. I know you don't want to see that on the other end of the hook. Right, I'm curious now. Yeah, Google that up. A wolf eel. A wolf eel is what they're calling this. I don't know if it's wolf. a real thing or not. Tony, uh, how about fishing? Now, fishing, I, li- I, will, I like fishing. I All like right. doing fishing. Yeah. Deep sea fishing, you know. 
What are you? But I haven't been gone. Haven't haven't done it in a long time. Your uh, golf is is that your number one? Like, that's hobby? the that's the sport, man. I got. Oh. I, love, I love playing golf. Where do you normally play? Ironwood. Ironwood. Yeah. Even uh, John, you Ironwood is the place to be. Everybody come out to Ironwood. Get your membership. <laughs> I did, I've been Give there a, a few tag. times during the spring. Uh, Tell them Tony. You should you should be able to hit the ball long and hard, man. Ah, uh, if I tall could, tall like motion, you are. My range of motion, and I can't go too too hard on it because uh, I can't. My drive is my Achilles heel, so I'm not too consistent on the drive. I mean, I've gotten way better. I wish I could crank them 300 some yards, but it, eh, I can't reach it that quite just because I can't swing it that hard. All right, Pirate Radio Outdoors, and we went outdoors with Tony too, talking a little golf there. Yeah. <laughs> Now, is Tony to golf in the way, like during the winter time? No, if it's, is if the it's, season over if, for you? If, if it's under, oh, it's not. Yesterday it was like 65 yeah. degrees. I'm so, wearing you know. shorts today. Yeah, so oh. it was nice. As long as it's uh, uh, 60 or over, I'm, I'm good. There you go. There we go. Take a timeout. We'll come back. 40 bowls in 14 days. We'll get a couple of bowl game predictions from Tony and Bryce and wrap up a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. More to go after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Some games of note tonight. Of course, as we mentioned, NFL with the Chiefs and the Chargers. We'll have coverage of that game at 8 o'clock. In hockey, the Hurricanes will host the Red Wings at 7 o'clock, and uh, the Knicks are at the Rockets tonight in the NBA for an 8 o'clock tip-off, and Duke will host Appalachian State at 7 o'clock. And that is a look at your Buck scoreboard brought to you by the Buccaneer Music Hall. Enjoy some holiday cheer this month at the Buck. They're open seven days a week and is your place for live music every night. Coming up on Saturday, December 25th, the Buck will be open with a special show featuring the Eli Craig Band, and make your plans now to ring in the new year with Mikael Buck and Cooper Greer for their spectacular New Year's Eve extravaganza. The Buccaneer Music Hall is your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates and Eastern North Carolina. You can follow the Buck on social media for the latest news and updates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. <laughs> All right, back with you here on uh, Pirate Radio Live. We got a few minutes to go. I'm way behind on 40 bowls in 14 days. Luckily... The studio is packed with people now because we will welcome in owner of Pirate Radio, Troy Dreyfus. Good to see you guys. Hey, man. Miss, I've up, missed Troy? Tony. I, Bryce, good to see you. But I've missed Tony. Yeah. I had to come in and see my man, T.C. How you miss me? I, it's been a week. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I get my Tony Collins time. Want to uh, plug this, Troy, dude. This is awesome. We yeah. got new. Boy, I thought Bryce already had one on. That's just his car heart. That's just the military yeah. green yeah. pirate radio oh, wow. military bowl shirts. Limited edition, only available at UVE. That's pretty good. Monday. We're gonna have them starting at noon. So um, noon on Monday, and then through about two o'clock or so. You go to UBE. Mm-hmm. You give a donation of five dollars or more while supplies last, and you get this sweet yeah. pirate radio military bowl shirt. And the money raised is going to go to. The Youth Villages Holiday Heroes Program, which provides holiday gifts to local children. Excellent. So that is uh, coming up Monday. First time we've partnered with this group, and uh, we hope to raise some 
funds for but i gotta tell you high quality t-shirt for only five bucks right here tony i'm impressed yeah, with your folding is. skills that was nice i do the laundry <laughs> all right well done oh, oh, trudy keeps them around <laughs> oh gosh sorry about that Donuts. first time on radio <laughs> i know Golly. i thought i had that off yeah, we all do it uh one o'clock monday jeff charles will be live at ube with a special edition of the ube pirate preview i have some guests so that'll be uh, in conjunction with that on monday and brian bailey will be live uh, at noon leading into that and that will be a uh, special press box edition of the brian bailey show really yeah i have not been told this breaking yeah. news yeah there's uh that inside sources have confirmed with me there'll be bailey myself brian Medor, and billy weaver oh, wow man, that's all awesome. right so that's, that'll, that'll that. be a couple action-packed hours right there on a monday to lead into the holiday week for you i like it i like it yeah. a lot all right shirley hit the music we're gonna go three deep here on 40 bowls in 14 days 40 bowls in 14 days 14 days 14 days 40 bowls in 14 days, oh my goodness. 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days, 14 days. 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days. Rock 40 bowls, 14 days. 40 bowls, 14 days, 40 bowls, 14 days, 40 bowls, 14 days. Tony, we can get this on an MP3 for you so you can listen to it on the way home. Hey, you guys, I need that. (laughs) We got to get excited about these bowl games. All right, uh... Tony, I'm going to give you the pick of the letter here. Do you want the Camellia Bowl, the Quick Lane Bowl, or the Birmingham Bowl? Birmingham Bowl. Let's go to the ham. Birmingham Bowl, I Tony. I'm going to name one team in any of those bowls. He's a ham. Oh, God. No, I'm going to ask you to do that. <laughs> I'm going to defer to my agent. All right. Uh, Tony is a ham man. Birmingham yes, Bowl. Yes, I am. Uh, this will be a protective life stadium in Birmingham, Alabama. This is noon on ESPN on December 28th. And pretty good matchup. A really good Houston team. Taking on Auburn, six and six. Mm-hmm. Auburn mm-hmm. versus eleven and two. Houston. Tony, who do you got? I don't know who's favorite in this game, but I'm going to go with Houston. I'm going to guess Houston because Auburn's quarterback Bo Nix announced he was transferring. He was entering the portal. Oh, so he's not going to even play. Oh. So before I will we have uh, before the bowl game, which was weird. Yeah, wow. I'll yeah. pull up the uh, lines for you here, Tony. I'm going to say Houston is favorite in this game, and Houston is. In this game, we are referring to an underdog by three points. Uh, that, that's wow. what I was thinking because of, Houston because of Auburn being in the SEC. I uh, mean, I don't know but I'm that. still going to go with Houston, though. I think I agree. Houston's got a great football team, man. Mm. Uh, Troy D, big Dana fan, right? Dana Holgerson? Uh, you know, I like his haircut. <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah. enough to pick Houston right yeah, here. I'd take Houston. I think it's, once again, the AAC not getting respect against Absolutely. the SEC school. Just like Absolutely. the AAC not getting respect Against, against the ACC? Against yeah. BC? Correct. That's where Same deal. Yep. There, there's a perceived bias. Even yeah. though Houston has a number beside their name. Right. And they're 11-2 and two versus 6-6. Right. Six, six and 6-6. Six. Six. Still an underdog. Yeah. Wow. It tells you everything you need to know about that yeah. bias. All right. Uh, Bryce, you want the Camellia Bowl or the Quick Lane Bowl? Hmm. Hmm. I'll go Camellia. Do you know where that bowl game is played? Anybody want to take a guess? Camellia? Is, is that a Florida? flower? That's in Florida. Is it a flower? Is it a camellia? Yeah. Flower? I'm going, I uh, I, yeah, 
Floor, I guess Florida's about the only option, or Louisiana. There's maybe. a chance it could be Arizona. Y'all, well, you're it's, getting it's, colder now. Y'all are getting close with Florida. I, I say Florida. You were all over it. It's in Alabama. It's in oh, Montgomery, Alabama. Oh. Uh, Georgia State, the thorn in the side of the Pirates, mm. at least last year, taking on the school where David Letterman attended. You know that one, Troy? He's the only alum I know from Ball State. Yeah, that's right. Georgia State versus Ball State, Bryce. Do you have uh, Do you have any relatives in Atlanta or wherever the hell Ball State is? I think it's in Indiana. Ball State, Indiana. Muncie? Muncie, Indiana. Sounds good to me. Let's see where Ball State is. Ball State is in Muncie, Indiana. Wow. (laughs) That would be good trivia there. Such worthless knowledge. That is amazing. I know. (laughs) It just came back to me. All right. uh, Georgia State. Oh, you want to see the line on this game? Sure. Maybe that'll... uh, I don't want this to cloud your judgment, but Georgia State is a four and a half point favorite, Bryce, in this game. Uh, You know, I'm not... You know, I don't like Georgia State just because... They beat us. Obviously, they beat us. (laughs) Ball State, I kind of sort of not really had something coming out of high school potentially with them, so I'm going to go Ball State. Oh, really? Well, like the Elon head coach back in whatever thing, I think he ended up going going to Ball State. And so... Watching him do this was like one of those Matrix uh, meme things. <laughs> yeah. with the lines you, you don't everywhere. like the guy from Elon or something? <laughs> no, nah, this... Well, I never heard like heard much after it and all that. SAT wasn't good enough to get No, Elon... Line. The guy from Elon don't like you is what it is, Because <laughs> you talk junk about him all the time. <laughs> Sorry, Elon. Elon. <laughs> all right, Troy D., your game is the Quick Lane Bowl. All right. You know where this one is? Uh, you know, how can I remember Muncie and not Cooch Manor? That's what drives me crazy. <laughs> that is weird. The human mind is a wild thing. <laughs> that is true. Um, this is the uh, the quick lane. Thank cars. This is, Thank no, no. This is in Detroit. This is in uh, oh, Ford wow. Field. This guy knows his bowls, folks. Yeah. Wow. Know your bowls. Ford Field, 11 a.m. on December 27th. Oh, yeah, That's tough terrible. time slot. So this right is there. the lead-in. To the military bowl. Wow, it sure is. We'll right when I thought we game. had the earliest kickoff, <laughs> I did not re- realize there was one before ours. Uh, this one is Western Michigan versus Nevada. Western Michigan is a six-point favorite in this game. Western hmm. Michigan. The Broncos versus the Wolfpack. Here in this one. <sighs> I'm going to take Western Michigan clip. All right. I think just by the fact that it's a little closer to home. And the oh, big, yeah. Home and, field. And they want this more. <laughs> all right and, and, and then he yes, doesn't know do. he doesn't know anything about him <laughs> that's the fun of this can you tell me the uh the city that western michigan's in western michigan it's a fun name it's a fun uh, sheboykin sheboykin that's fun to say but no no that's in wisconsin sheboykin. i'm sorry sheboykin. 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 western michigan kalamazoo oh yeah kalamazoo oh. and folks that's how you play 40 bowls in 14 days knocked out three how, right there how many bowls do we have left to say too many bryce uh, bryce you're gonna be the last guest next wednesday you might end up having to pick five games there we (laughs) go get ready i'll take it by the way did you guys know that the bowl season gets underway tomorrow yes no there are two bowl games toledo middle tennessee and coastal versus northern illinois and then we got a bunch of them on Saturday. saturday yeah so you know we do that family pool this year so my cousin's wife has taken it over from my uncle I guess maybe he set the lines and everything, but now it's a Google Doc. Mm-hmm. So now we like, well, my kids aren't like 
I mean, I barely know how to use a Google Doc, much less my boys. Oh, they definitely know how to do it more than you. So we've got a whole situation developing whether we're going to even be able to enter this year. <laughs> the it's technology gone too, It's gone too high tech for the <laughs> East Coast Dreyfus side of the family. Well, you better get in now, Troy, because the game well, starts we have, 7 o'clock. Yeah, Wait. but they manipulate it, so we don't, the deadline's the 19th. They don't count these early bowl games in our pool. Let me see if this is right. I'm receiving word, Chandler, that uh, the bowl game is at noon tomorrow. You better get in tonight. No, no, no. I'm saying our bowl games don't start till like next Monday. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, they don't enough. count these early ones. There is a bowl game Friday at noon, Middle Tennessee versus Toledo. Wow. But it will be worth putting on the studio. And East U basketball plays at 130. Yeah. On Friday. Split screen. We'll have a lot going on on uh, Friday. All right. Enjoyed it, gentlemen. Yes, thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Tony, uh, have fun at uh, Crescent Butte. Crescent Butte. Oh, yeah. Crescent Butte. Crusted butt trip. Coming Crusted up. butt. <laughs> Bryce, Merry Christmas, everybody. We'll see you next Wednesday. Yes. Troy, we'll see you Monday. Sounds good. See you then. And we'll see you fine, folks, Friday, 3 o'clock for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.